Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Hello, me, but no Ruel. Okay. Where is Ruel? Where oh, is boy. Ruel? Folks, I assume you can hear Ruel and you cannot see him. Is that correct? Can y'all hear me? I am speaking right now. Let me know if you can hear me. This We had a technical issue right before we went live here. And yep. it's creeping back in. Oh, my gosh. Okay, they can Where hear you. They there? cannot see you. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, Let for me... like the last two minutes, you were just gone. Okay, you're yeah. back, I think. Okay, I'm back. I should be back. Can you see me now, folks? Uh, there you go. You're in your wee little box, but nobody puts Ruel in a corner. There we yes. go. Yes. All right. Woo. Phew. That's what the pre-show's for, all the goof-ups. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a way to get the blood pumping during the yeah. uh, should-be-nice-and-relaxing time-to-go-zen countdown. Everything's done, posted, uh, and then Ruel disappears. Yeah, that was so strange. I don't know what happened. To, again, it's just the the joys of playing with Discord on a live stream. I, I never know what's going on. And well, now at least I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. I'm um, and I'm happy to have you here <laughs> on episode 44 of the R and R. Hey, what just happened? Are we having um Red Red Bear Ale subscribed with Prime just now? Happy is here, just resubscribed. I guess we must be doing something right. Dare Drinker just resubscribed, and that's pushed us over the top into a hype train. The train right. has rolled into town with me as the conductor, I just noticed. And hey, folks, for the next minute or so, Twitch would very much like you to give us money in the form of uh, subscriptions, or if you give gift subscriptions to other people, or if you do bits and all of that. And if you do, the train will get longer and you will occupy a little seat in there as a reminder. But don't worry, folks. I, I know this is tough times and rampant inflation, uh, price of gasoline, record highs. Don't yes. worry. We're both doing and okay. But still, the hype train is in town. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Always exciting to see the hype train. And don't forget, folks, if you want to subscribe, you can do so for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. And that does count towards the hype train. So yes, it don't does. use that here. And yep. um, yeah, we'll get that hype train uh, kicked off here. Kabuki Kid was asking what I was drinking. I am drinking a Topo Chico. What? Muy delicioso. I yes, thought I'd gotten the impression that you had gone through your entire lifetime supply in the garage. I, I have uh, of the lime flavor. There is no lime flavor anywhere in the area in Southern California, apparently, because I cannot find it. So I'm, ser- I, I'm I'm down to the plain flavor. This is just bubbly water now. That's all this is. Um, but I have to have my Topo Chico fix, and uh, there it is. Thanks for asking, Kabuki Kid. Yep. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, thank you, Risa Roni. Although, Risa oh, Roni is not on the train. The train is oh, not no. working. Oh, uh, no. Disappointed. Come on, hype train! Yeah, come on, hype train! Don't let us down. Risa Roni just decided to get on board. Um, <laughs> although, or no, did she? No. I, I, and again, I don't know if Risa Roni is a boy or a girl, but no, Risa Roni's just saying hello. Hello, first time chatter, Risa Roni. Nice yes. to have you. Um, we have room on the train if you like, but again, don't worry about it, folks. We're doing fine. You know what, Ruel? I just realized. Um, I was so panicked about you disappearing during the countdown that I forgot one of my most important steps. I'm out of aqua. I have no H2O. Oh. I'm going to put you full Go screen for a sec. 
and I'll yes, be go get some water. right back. Say hi okay. to the nice people. All right. Hello, nice people. I hope you're uh, enjoying the pre-show. This is what we do every week here on Rotter Runs Through. We hang out, talk games, and hang out with you all here on Twitch. And then we record uh, the top 10 uh, show that we're doing. And today's a big one. This is the culmination of many months of work here. Rado and I have been doing our top 100 games of all time, and uh, this is the top 10. So the 10 of the 100, this will be it, and then we've got some other things we're going to announce uh, when uh, Richard gets back. But I do want to say hello to Risa. Thanks for joining us. Good to see your friend. Uh, I'm going to go through chat here. Uh, Bing is here as well. Nazgoth Kabuki Kid. Uh, Mr. Verton, uh, thank you. Dr. Prof is here. Billy, uh, Gavin Gray as well. Happy you're here. Oh, great, uh, great username. Tech is here. Hi, Tech. Uh, the train has grown well. Duck of death. in my yeah, absence. Yeah, the train. Look at that train go. It's it's getting full. Yeah, we might get to a level two hype train, which I, I hadn't happened for quite a while. Although, yeah. I mean, again, we're both terrible because we don't really push it. We got out of, you know, come on, audience, you can do it. Give us more money. Whee! There it is. I, I, there, there's your hype train right there. I know. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at it, I'm afraid. Uh, I need to shield for myself a little bit more. But, oh, live and dice in L.A. Thank you so live much. Live and dice in L.A. Taking yeah. the front seat, looking good, right up there, like, helping right me shovel there. the coal. Unfortunately, it is a coal-powered train. I'm very sorry to say it is not a nice <laughs> electric-powered uh, bullet train or anything like, as it should be. But um, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, and I think hey. you're saying thanks to for the subs and the yeah. and all that. Yeah, I was saying hi to everyone there, and um, yeah. So we've got uh, the, the show today, and uh, I was just uh, letting everyone know that this is the culmination of a couple of months of hard work here, uh, coming up with our top 100 games of all time. When did we start this? I remember it was in February. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Mid, was it mid February or something? Like uh, that? So February, March, April, May, June. So we've been doing this for right around five months. Uh, I. And I, I knew it was going to take this long. And honestly, at this point, it doesn't feel like it's taking... It just feels like, oh, this is just life. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get together with Ruel every every week and uh, talk about my favorite games and his favorite games. Yeah. And I'm constantly surprised. Oh, my goodness. Brenner42 just gifted five subs. I think that's oh. probably going to push us over the top. And look at that. that. Will. Thank There's you, a different color tra car train. I didn't know that was going to happen if the train got long enough. Oh, cool. Yes. Nice. That's fun. I mean, wow. the only reason we have that little train down there is because I've got events for everything else that can happen, but for some reason, there's an, I cannot create a sound event so I can hear in my ear when a hype train starts. And that was the only thing I could find, this little okay. throwaway thing that somebody developed years ago and is just sitting foul. I'm like, well, okay, I guess it works. Um, nice. And we're still discovering new things about the hype train. All wow. right, cool. Level four. Okay, folks. By the way, what it means, the higher the hype train goes, the more cool emotes and whatnot that you will unlock and be able to use for the uh, for a chitty chat during this, um, uh, uh, you know, our final, the big grand finale, our top 10 yeah. games of all time, or more to the point, my top five games and Ruel's top five games, of course, but the R&R yeah. &R top 10, as it were. And uh, yeah, yes. I've been so happy. And I, I got to say, I'll say right up front, I have been so happy to be doing this with you because... Honestly, if I had done this by myself, it would have been so one-note because I am such a one-note player. I mean, 80% of my top 100, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if people got them confused with every other. Because, oh, it's just a bunch of dry, soulless euros, a bunch of varying shades of beige, because Jen and I really dig that. So you've really brought some, um, you know, some zest and some life. And, you know, obviously talked about some of the best games of all time that I wouldn't have mentioned. And I expect that'll be true when we get to the finals. 
And uh, hey, uh, yeah. Dark Dark Knight with a Y. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for those Bezos bucks. Uh, sending them our way. <laughs> it's those bucks. I know somebody mentioned that it. in the last live I did last week, and I, and I had a grim impression. Uh, uh, Soon we will all be paid in Bezo bucks. <laughs> that is the future. Everybody gets Bezos bucks. Uh, yes. We're just handing those back and forth as as a form of vouchers for Amazon yeah, when uh, Amazon is, uh... takes over the healthcare system and everything else. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Uh, the the very very near dystopian future that we all face, folks. So yep. Might as well, you know, welcome our. Uh, might as well get on now. that hype train. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Bezos bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just to continue that uh, uh, thread there, uh, train of thought. Um, I have been. It's been a, a real pleasure doing this uh, list because, yeah, of course, uh, you know, uh, people know, you know, they have a good idea of what you're going to be. Um, yeah, uh, I think hyping so. up for top 100 but you know it's there's still been some surprises mm-hmm. along the way i mean there are some really cool games that you've talked about that i had you know no idea that oh, you liked them really? as much or that i okay. even knew existed which oh, is cool. which is fun and just to have us you know uh going back and forth i think it's a real uh real fun thing to do you know it's, if anything you know we get to talk about great games that we like and again they might not fit our normal playing style but they're they're still nonetheless great games oh yeah 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 and, and for the audience i mean my audience, because of course these always go on YouTube the next day, are going to be exposed to games that they don't really see me talking about, but there's yeah. no reason in the world that they wouldn't t- potentially love as well. So, cool. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we're going to yeah. do that. But before we do that, as always, we've got a lot of outstanding requests. I saw another one just came in, because if you oh, okay. you watch, the more channel points you get, the more you can uh, make us do things. And so, let's do okay. some things. we still got that outstanding argument, the final argument. I was kind of thinking, you know... Um, you know, I mean, when we get to the end, and my number one versus your number one, we could argue which is the true number one. We could do that after the show well, is yeah, over. That might be fun, yeah. All right, I mean, yeah, okay, well, cool, we'll, we'll save that. But in the meantime, like uh, we have two requests for Ruel ranks. So, okay. I think, soon by now, folks, you know the drill. Let's go to the Ruel Gaviola Library. GavioloLibrary.rado.com. Let's see, it's uh, loading up. I am so addicted to uh, Tabs for a Cause, by the way. Oh my gosh, it's so great. I've now got it on Jen's machine, so she's helping people around the world. It's really great. Okay, so let's let's, uh, scroll on down, because these are all rankety-ranked. For folks who don't know, Ruel has a collection of over 600 games, and he's ranked only about 100 of them. So slowly but surely, (laughs) we're going to get them all ranked, one by hook or by crook. Do you see any of those you like? Can you read them? Are they too uh, small? Let me see. They are a little small. That's I can make the screen. I'll go full screen here. All right, Nickel. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. I have, um, I have thoughts on Rell that. Should yeah. rank. Rell should rank. Nope. All right. Battlestar Galactica. Sure, a yes. classic. I'm calling it right now. That's going to win. Okay. All right, but we'll see. That's we'll see. Be, they might surprise us. Yeah, Any of these other ones, or should we go to page two? Let's go to page two. Let's page what two. What do we have on page two? All right, it's coming. It's coming slowly but surely. There we go. Uh, here we are at the bottom of page two, which I think means probably the most recent stuff you've most got. Recent. I don't remember how I have this sorted, quite frankly. Oh, look at that. The Guild of Merchant Explorers. You ready, wow. to, you ready to rank that? Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, I love it. Spoiler alert, it's the best game of 2022 so far. 
Yeah, it's wow. It's one of my my favorites. Ooh, I don't know if that means people are going to vote for it or now people don't need to because we both just raved about it. Any of the other ones? Or you yeah. want another? You want another page? Uh, let's go up to. I, I'm I'm going up on the page here. Uh, word domination. Actually, no. Let, let's not put word domination because I feel like the word games don't get much. Um, You're looking at your own list now. Look at you. Yeah. Well. Oh, oh, okay. I'm on. I'm on Gavula Game Library as well. Yeah. Um, well, then heck, uh, let's just uh, come back to this. Okay. All right. Cool. You just tell. You uh, tell me. You tell me. Um, three more, and we will forego with the you having to look at my uh, transmission via Discord and okay. all that. Just name yeah, three games, it's... and people will pick two of the five. Okay. So we've got uh, Guild of Merchant Explorers, yeah. and we got Battlestar we have, Galactica. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Let's add uh, founders of Teotihuacan. Okay, a nice one. T e o t i h u a c a n. I spelled it from memory. I've had to type that so many wow. times now. Much better than I can. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, let's go to um, picture perfect. Picture. Oh, from uh, uh from Arcane Wonders. Arcane yeah. Wonders. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. One mall. I'm mall. Oh, one more. Okay. Uh, let's go with. Oh, I have not ranked this Sprawlopolis. I thought I ranked that one. What? Yeah, I could have sworn you I know love we about that it. stuff. Okay, wow. so okay. let the voting begin. Let's see, folks. And Let uh, me, let's just come back to, I guess, the, uh, the browser view so you can see both of us. And uh, yeah, you have two minutes to vote, folks. You can uh, spend your channel points. You can actually spend bits uh, if you like. And um, we are going to run through, we're, we're going to do quickie reviews of two of those five games uh, based on your picks. And Ruel will get closer to, uh, to finishing his bucket list, I suppose, because surely yes. once you've done this, that, that, that's it. That could be it. Um, uh, and I think it's a perfect opportunity. Don't forget, folks, at least for me, in my area, it's voting day. It's election day. So oh, are you? Go out there and Down vote. in SoCal. Yeah. Uh, Southern California. I've got my little voter's guide right here. Right after we go off the show here, I am going to go to my uh, local uh, voting poll and uh, go vote. Wow. What's 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 on the ballot? Uh, all kinds of good stuff. This You're making me is... worried that I'm missing something in Washington, so I mean, people can see in the background. I'm actually checking Washington dates oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, check just in case. But uh, we oh no, no, got, we don't have anything uh, in June. We've got uh, primaries in July. Okay, primaries Phew. in July. Okay, you scared me there. Yeah, we've we've got uh, some important stuff like governor and lieutenant governor. Oh, that's kind of important. All, all kinds of important stuff. So go out there and vote, folks. So uh, okay. what 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 do you what 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 uh, odds you give in the noose? Um, I don't know if anybody's I, ever I, referred to Gavin Newsom as the noose, but no, I've never heard that. But you know, I I sort of like it. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, makes him sound like a super villain, uh, super villain, honestly. But um, I, I think he's got good odds. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, California is interesting. I, there's been times when I thought the vote it was definitely going one way, and it didn't. Yeah. Um, so we 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 shall see. Um, speaking of votes, I'm looking at the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Okay, not surprisingly, that is in the lead right now, yep. but. People can spend their channel points. Yep, in the yep, last yep, few yeah. There's always here. that last second. Although yeah. I don't know if I told you or if I announced this last time. I did. did I talk about how I've changed the uh, channel points. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you bumped it up, right? Yeah, because I I think it was ten to one. So people were, you know, hey, I've got enough points. I'll just pretend I'm literally five hundred voters. And you know, so it, I mean, for for months now, we've been having just like a small handful of viewers, hardcore viewers, decide every um, vote. But now I bumped it yeah. down, so if you got all those channel points, you can count as like I don't know, you know, five or maybe ten voters. Not enough to swing things, but still enough to make a difference. But yeah, uh, yeah. we try to reward folks for longtime viewers, and uh, spending those points is one of the best ways to do it. All right. All right. 
Are we done yet? Oh, it has ended. Have, what what did it come down winner. to? The Guild of Merchant, Merchant Explorers, number one, Sprawlopolis, number two. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, it just so happens I anticipated this, and here we are on the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Although, really, what nice. I should do is I should just go on ahead and put uh, the video up. There we go. Yeah, you have oh, a video, right? You... Rotto runs through video. So, Ruel, tell us about the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Oh, what what can I... Uh, I would just start with this. Uh, you said it's the best game of 2022 so far. I tend to agree. Uh, it's definitely in my top three. It could be easily my number one. I absolutely love this game. Uh, designers, Matthew Dunson, Brett uh, J. Mm -hmm. uh, Gilbert, over there at AEG. And as you know, folks, I am a huge fan of AEG. I think the games they've put out the last few years have just been all top-notch. And uh, this one is... Got a little bit of, uh, I like to uh, call it sort of like Kingdom Builder meets Tiny Towns. Uh, you've got the Kingdom Builder map style. You're, you've got the hexes there, and you're gently, you're, uh, uh, you know, putting cubes down every turn uh, thanks to the little um, uh, cards that you flip over, sort of like, you know, a roll and write, but in a non-roll and write format. You actually have uh, physical cubes, and you're trying to go out on your map, trying to discover new lands and discovery towers and, um, you know, Find villages, and the villages are important in this game because those allow you to start at new positions on uh, the next turn because after each round, you're going to wipe off all of your explorers. They are going to have to come back home and rest and get ready for the next round of exploration, and that's when you can start from different villages, and that's how you're going to get to the farther reaches of the map. Um, what sets this apart for me, I love um, the system that you, the card system it uses where the era cards, each round, there's going to be an era card or two or three that come out, and those give you special abilities. And those are different for everyone. You're going to take two investigation cards, I think they're called, and one of the two you'll play, and that gives you a, a unique way to fill out your map. Um, yeah. It works well on, uh, you can play along with uh, on Rado's uh, channel here. You can play along there, and you know all you need is uh, uh, the map, which you can actually download from AEG's site. And, oh, is that true? I didn't that. realize that. Yeah, yeah. AEG has a map that you can download. It's the one that uses there in the run through. Oh wait, no, is that right? Did I remember that? I think yeah. maybe that is true. Maybe I did know that. I'm not trying to remember. Yeah. I know I did set this up so that if people mm -hmm. bought the game, they'd be able to play with me. And, right. and so yeah, I, I've totally forgotten. There is a downloadable map, so you don't have to take either of our words, folks. Folks, yep. go watch my run through. Go find the eight. I'm gonna find that now. I would like to. Uh, yeah. No more. About and actually, that. now that I'm looking at your video, maybe I no. Uh, the one that you used was Agon. So that was oh no. Eiji site. Yeah. But folks, if you go to my YouTube channel, <laughs> I played with Michelle. We use the uh, the standard map, uh, Ave uh, Avenia, I believe it's called. Yeah. That one is downloadable. Um, that's the first map that they recommend you play with, anyways. Uh, but as you can see there, there's uh, goals that you you race to, and the first one gets uh, ten points. The second player and everyone else gets five points. Oh, I love everything about this game, and um, I see this being a family favorite for many, many years to come. That is the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Yep, I agree with everything you said. And um, actually, I am embarrassed that when I did my run-through for it, it did not occur to me. What did you just say? You called it Kingdom Builder meets Tiny Towns, right? Yes, yes. That is that is perfect. That is what this game <laughs> is. Um, you know, kind of the, you know, a, a real... And... Um, and I guess throw in some some kind of Tetrisy stuff. No, I guess yeah. not. It's not really. No, take the Tetrisy well, stuff out of Tiny Towns, replace uh -huh. it with the uh, you know the expansing across a map of Kingdom Builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bingo stuff. Oh man, the bingo. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Such a great. Yeah, I, I great was thinking. Game. Yeah, Tiny Towns. I mean, it does have. Uh, yeah, not Tetrisy, but it's there's definitely a puzzle element to it. You know, as you try, because you know what cards are coming, and as the round progresses, you can see what cards have been played, and you can sort of, 
you know, try yes. to figure out, okay, I'm going to set myself up for this. So mm-hmm. I like that bit of the puzzle and it just works so well. And I'm just so impressed with AEG the last few years. Everything that's come out is just really, really well developed and um, just fun games to play. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, folks, again, don't take our words for it. Do a Google search like I just did for Ruel Gaviola. Um, YouTube, Guild of Merchant Explorers, you will come to this video and you will be able to play along and see if you can beat him and Michelle. Uh, And then you will beat feet and get a copy of it for yourself because I don't understand how anybody could not fall so hard in love with this game. So what is the ranking? That's what we're here to do. We'll rank it. Yeah, the ranking, I'm starting at an 8. It's going to go up above an 8. Starting at an 8? You should have started at a 9 and maybe gone down a few, I think. Wow, look at that. Uh, It's an 8 point... I'm going 8.75. I, I I think this is an outstanding game, and it it deserves the high ranking. In wow, my estimation. nice. So 8.75. Uh, let's see. How do I have it rated? Let me yeah, I wanna, I'm curious. I'm going to go to games.rado.com, which anybody can go to at any time to see how I rank my entire collection. Spoiler alert for the the uh, topic we're about to do. Um, if you want to know what my uh, top games are, but let's see. Oh, I just need to search for um, merchant. Explorers. Okay, it is my number 45 top ranked. Um, so what that means is if it had come out a few if it had come out in January, it would have made this countdown. Oh wow. It would wow. have been you know, on nice. this top 100 games of all time that we've been doing since February. Uh, yeah. you know, that's actually interesting. I mean, I know uh, do, do you know if uh, do you think that's happening with you? I wonder if that's something we should maybe talk about after we're done with the show and the post show. If uh, yeah. we could identify I, any like things that probably could have punched their way in if they were a bit quicker. Uh, for me, there yeah, there there's a couple that definitely would have punched in uh, if we had done the show a little later. So yep. Yeah, uh, folks. Again, we you know we put this list together back in February, so things yeah. you know there have been plenty of games that have come uh, come in since then that uh, for me personally, yeah, they would have made my top 100 easily. Okay, so the other one you're doing too, uh, doing Double Duty Day, is Sprawl Op. Let me go on ahead and get that up. See, I'm trying to remember. Did I do a run-through of it? I think. Did you do a run-through of it? Um, I'm pretty sure I did one on... All right, I'm just going to go Google search for Ruel Gaviola YouTube Sprawl Opolis. Yeah. And And, um, um, it does not lie. There you go. Uh, Let's go right back to um, Ruel. Boom. Yeah. Another tabletop tonight. uh, yeah, I did a solo run through of this. Um, over, I have a Discord channel where we do solo challenges, and one of them was Sprawlopolis. Uh, this is a wonderful uh, eighteen card game, I believe, from Button Shy Games. Uh, Dan, uh, designers Dan Devine, Stephen Armani, and Paul Kluka. Uh, Danny Devine, he's done some really some of my favorite games, including, and I just slipped my mind. Oh, Ko- Ko- Kohaku was mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, also, um, uh, Topiary, uh, some really interesting uh, takes on Tile Lane. And this is, um, I, I forget the term that you use for this. It's the one where you can, like, you tuck car- not tuck cards in, but lay them over each other. So it's um, it covers, it's not exactly Tile Lane, but you do cover some things. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't think there is an official term for this yet on board. Somebody yeah. did point out something, but it, I mean, oh, I mean, some people refer to it as, um, what do you call it, melding? Because that's like an that's old school term. card term. But that's for yeah. when you're just taking two cards and just, oh, you, you're putting them so they're all on the table and you can see the number in the top left corner. So you just see what they all are. This is more yeah. complex than that because each card has four, is a grid of two by two. And you're mixing them, yep. sometimes sliding them under, sometimes sliding on top. I like calling it kind of like uh, patchworking. I mean, I'm patchworking them together. But oh, that doesn't okay. seem to have caught on yet. Yeah. 
So yeah, either patchworking or melding. Uh, basically, it's not the standard. You just put them side by side. You can actually lay cards over, and you know, depending on that, it'll you'll uh, you'll start seeing patterns. Whether it's like the blue ones or the yellow ones, I think blue are like industry or whatever. But uh, you're trying to you know collect sets of them and uh, continuous um, paths, and then you score points based on that. There's also a, uh, I think it's a railroad that goes around or a road that goes around town that you're trying to score. But what the the genius part of this game is. You have the 18 cards. Those have all the terrain and everything. But as you can see in the video there, on the other side of each card is a unique scoring um, mm -hmm. rule. So that right there, you just shuffle up the cards and then randomly pull three, flip them over, and there's your game. That's what you're trying to score. And that's what's so genius and so makes it so replayable. And the great thing is, it's a 20-minute game. I've, yeah. I've soloed it literally in like 10 minutes, folks. And uh, you can play one to four players. It's a co-op. A lot of fun. And just probably my... I think it is my favorite button shy game. They they do wonderful uh, games like this that re literally fit in your wallet that are you know just eighteen cards or less. And this is one if not the best, one of the best. And that's Sprawlopolis. Well, then what's it rank? It's ranked uh, another one that's going to start at eight. I'm going to go eight point two five. Eight point two five. Not as I, I don't like it as much as Guild, but um, it, I mean it's still a solid game. So eight point two five. How do you like it solo versus the co op mode? Um, honestly, I, I prefer it solo just because I think, I it's quick, it's quicker, you yeah. know, it's just, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, solo's, uh, I mean, the co-op's fine, but uh, this type of game, I, it's, it's seriously like a jigsaw puzzle, you know, you just put it together and trying to, sort of trying to solve it. And, uh, I, I, I like it as a solo game. Yeah. Now, and have you played Circle the Wagons? Also, from I have Shining. not. No, I, I, I do have Circle the Wagons. I've not played it then yet. Then that explains, that's what I was going to say, I mean, I agreed yeah. with every single word you said other than. How could you say it's your potentially your favorite button shy game when yeah. everything this does, Circle the Wagons does even better as far as I'm concerned? That's what I've heard. Yeah, and I yep. believe it's the same designer. No, isn't Danny Devine behind? That I, 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 well? I, I got to assume they're they're both. They both have this card melding or or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Uh, they both have the hey, flip three cards face up, and that's your objectives that make it different uh, this time. Yep. Um, they you can both play uh, two player or solo. Although Circle Your Wagons is competitive if you play two player and. And honestly, that's one of the big things. I think, I think Sprawlopolis and Circle the, Circle the Wagons proves. I think Sprawlopolis probably would have been better off as a competitive game than a co-op game. I mean, you. I think you uh, want to get this mostly, like you said. I mean, it's best at solo. You get it as a solo game, and then hey, it's kind of fun to play as a co-op every once in a while. But I don't think you get it, it first and foremost as a co-op. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I just uh, verified on BGG. Yes, the exact same design team. There you go. Uh, there you go. The yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So. So if yeah, you if, if really you like good. everything you see here, but you're just sick and tired of uh, Sim City inspired stuff, and you like the American Old West, check out Circle the Wagons instead. Uh, but yeah. but all of these are fantastic games, and you can get yeah. them for I mean for fractions of the cost of a regular board game direct from the publisher. I mean, they, right, they, they send right. them out in these cute little wallets, uh, and you know they're they're cheap to ship because I mean, do, I mean you've ordered them direct. Do they do they come in an envelope? I wouldn't be surprised. Do they come in a box? Do you remember? I don't remember. No, it's just yeah, just one of those padded envelopes. That that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, they, yep, yep. And it's like I remember they they shipped out. It was fast too. It was within like I had uh, ordered I think midweek, and by the weekend it was already in the mailbox. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Kabuki Kid points out, there are others in the line. There's Agropolis now too, which is the same yes. basic thing as Sprawlopolis, but set in farming. And then there's another Ooh. one that can combine the Sprawlopolis and the Agropolis to turn it into one Mega Opolis game. 
uh, which yeah. I don't remember the name of that one too. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool options. It is definitely worth your time to go to the Button Shy webpage. And I mean, they've got so many great, wonderful little micro games. Those were two wonderful choices, audience. I yes, agree. Good job, folks. All right. Well, well done. What, what else do we owe the nice people? Let me bring up the uh, request queue management. Who's he, Meduzi again? Mm-hmm. Hey, um, there are two requests for trivial pursuits. Let's go okay. on ahead and Let's bring up the it. wheel. And uh, see what we get for that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I got to come Actually, up yeah, I, I, I hope that I get chosen because oh, the you? other day uh, in my uh, live stream, you'd come on and asked, uh, I think it was two truths and a lie. And I struggled to come That's... up with them, but I came up with one. Okay. I finally came up with them. And then it triggered a memory that I, I just listed here on the trivia. So I hope I get chosen so I can share that. Well, memory. we're doing two. So I like your chances. I've, I'm yeah. only twice on this list. You're three. Okay. So may the odds cool. ever be in your favor. Spin. Yes. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Come on. What am I, blue? Come on, blue. I need to get underneath, so we're both kind of half-covered by it. There we go. Ruel is the wiener. Okay. Okay. So, Ruel, tell us uh, a bit of trivia about yourself. So, uh, hey, Richard, did you know I had dinner with a member of Monty Python in my past? Wow. Okay. uh, Let's see. I'm going to assume it's not John Cleese. Because it was John. What? Whoa! Yeah. So now, okay. So whoa. I'm gonna back this up a little. Bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any, whoa to any of them, but to John Cleese specifically, yeah, John Cleese, super right? whoa. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk this back just a little bit because okay, I technically served him dinner <laughs> at an event um, many many years ago. So, uh, folks, I went to UC Santa Barbara, a proud gaucho for life, and. Uh, after I graduated, I lived there for uh, many years, and you know, on the weekends, I would sometimes pick up odd jobs when I was working my uh, regular job. And a friend of mine worked for a catering company, Hello. and uh, my job, uh, I they, she needed some help one weekend. I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll fill in." So what I did was fill in for this event that was at the Santa Barbara Zoo. It's this annual like fundraising event, and a uh, lot, lot of you know, so, so celebrity uh, hobnobbing and whatnot. Uh, I worked, um, the two things I did were uh, uh, food service and also beverage service. So if you're lucky enough to find me at the bar, um, you know, I may have poured heavy. Uh, But I also um, uh, served food to uh, all the guests. And my job uh, for this particular weekend was the food carver. So I was the guy that was carving uh, the meats. And I think I was carving a ham and I was carving um, uh, a beef, uh, you know, like a a big uh, slab of beef. And who enough who who shows up but John Cleese and I recognize him immediately. Very tall English gentleman, and I'll never forget what he said. He's like, "Can I have a spot of beef?" And I said, "I sure will." So I carved off the beef, and that's that's it. I, I served him beef, and he was uh, very kind and um, uh, took his meal. And I served other uh, people too, but that was like the big big celebrity. That really, I'm a huge fan of uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Monty Python: The Holy Grail. Uh, to to see John Cleese there, and you know, just to have that one small interaction was was really neat. Um, we we had uh, 
Uh, it, it was a, a nice, uh, fun interaction. Um, but he was taller than I expected. I knew he was a tall, a tall guy, but he was taller than I expected. Uh, but again, very polite. Um, I, I had during the whole time I was working uh, for my friend Catering, I had no. I'm very fortunate. I did have did not have any bad experiences with anyone because I know sometimes there's you know talk about you know you know because you're in a a, a position of you know, where you're serving people, some people I guess. Uh, may treat you poorly, but I, I was very fortunate. I never had to deal with that. So uh, that's my uh, story. I, yes. Um, so I had, that was my celebrity encounter. Plus one of the jobs I had uh, many years ago as uh, working for my uh, friend in the catering uh, business. I think she was the manager of it um, uh, at the time. And she ended up uh, moving on. I think she might own her own now that I think about. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was fun. <laughs> um I, yeah, that, that's uh, pretty much it, folks. I have it was a, a nice little um, uh, way to uh, interact with a celeb at, at the uh, the di- dinner table. And he's back. Hello, Hello. my gosh, that t- that was a long story. Um, yeah. yeah, I was uh, I was uh, a filler, uh, giving a little filler uh, as well. But yeah, that that's uh, I had a good time. Uh, so I didn't really have dinner with him, but I served dinner, and I like to. I always tell people I had dinner with John Cleese. It's, no, it I, sounds I, like a much I, better. I, as far story. as I'm concerned, you did. That's what I'll tell anybody who asks. Um, and I will watch the story later. I'm actually a week behind. Every time I do a live stream, I always go back afterwards. And I, I, I don't watch the show because I was in it, but I read all the comments in case I missed anything and I need to reply to somebody because they had an important issue that came up or whatever. Uh, and this time, I'll actually have something to watch because I want to hear yeah. that story. But that was cool. just one trivia, folks. There were two trivia requests. So let's bring that wheel back up. Do, do, okay. do. Let's see. And uh, that means I have to unhide it. And it should now have one less entry for Ruel. Yep. Um, wait, no. Oh, there's, there's no, three. There. Or, there are three Ruels. No. Okay. So that didn't work. Oh, what the heck? We're going to spin it anyway. Um, okay. What are the chances it'll come up, Ruel? What I are the chances? See. Let me. It's a general. Stop. Okay. So I have to edit this general. late. Okay. Oh, I know why. I keep forgetting. Editing this wheel, do you work? Do you edit anything in your life anymore where you have to hit save after you're done? Oh, yeah. For this wheel, you have to hit save. So I edited it while you were starting the story, (laughs) and I knew I was going to bring it up again. So I'm going to remove a general and a Ruel, and then I'm going to save it. All right. Uh, There you go. So removing that. And then if I save, oh, and save is all the way down at the bottom. Right. Save. And then, okay, so now, oh, but now I got to get rid of one of the Ruels. Because you did your okay. due, you did your due diligence. You had a good story. All right, so we'll just cool. kill that Ruel, and then we'll save it again. And uh, but in the meantime, we need some general trivia. Okay, but yeah, okay. So that looks like the wheel is properly updated for yep. the future when more people use their channel points to request trivia. But for now, you don't get to learn anything about. You know, we will be international men of mystery. While I will do a Google search for interesting um, trivia. Yeah. And uh, Kabuki Kid, uh, this is same with me. Control S is emblazoned on my brain. Same here. I, I will always have that. I've got that muscle memory. Control S and it built in. My oh, sense. sure, sure. Yeah, I suppose so. But it won't work on in my situation. I have to literally yeah. scroll down to the bottom of a tiny little window and hit the save <laughs> button. All right. So, um, womansday.com promises 103 fun facts that will actually surprise and entertain you. Ruel, pick a number between 1 and 103. 1 and 103. Let's go with, uh, right in the middle, 61. 61. Prepare to be entertained. 
Um, Jennifer Lawrence has the tattoo that says H2O on her hand to remind her to drink water. Whatever works, right? That was me reading the entire thing. I did not add that at the end. Wow. Really? Okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, stay stay hydrated. I you know I'm gonna stay hydrated. I I don't there have a go. tattoo on my hand like J Law, but yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, you landed right in the middle of all the celebrity ones. There's something here about Lord oh, and Jamie funny. Lee Curtis and Lady Gaga and Jennifer Aniston and Ryan Gosling oh. and Dolly Parton. And it looks like if you had been in the 20s, it would have been about animals. And if you had been... So, interesting list. Whoa. You know what? Let's give them a bonus. bonus Because does anybody care about about Jennifer Lawrence tattoos? Give me another number. How about the one about Dolly Parton? I'd love to... Oh, you want to hear about Dolly? Okay. I want to hear about Dolly. And and here's why. Michelle and I traveled to Nashville, Tennessee last, uh, last year. And I didn't know this, but... Dolly Parton is revered in the state of Tennessee. You oh, do sure. not, no matter where you are politically, wherever you are, you do not talk a bad word about Dolly Parton. She's done a lot for um, Tennessee, apparently. Oh, she's done a lot for the she, world. Hashtag Dolly Parton cured COVID. I mean, right? Exactly. I mean, that woman does yeah. so much in complete silence. I mean, you know, yeah. she is making her fortune work for the yeah. betterment of humanity. Yeah. Um, it's funny because Michelle and I, every local, we talked to a, a handful of locals there, uh, the people who are hosting us and then just random people and everyone to a, a T was, uh, they, they worship Dolly Parton out there. So I, I'm curious. So what, what's the Dolly Well, Parton they won't about? be happy with, uh, it, uh, number 60. You, you just missed Uh-oh. it. Um, Dolly Uh-oh. Parton once entered a Dolly Parton lookalike contest and lost. Even better, she lost to a drag queen. True to Dolly t- style. She tells that story often. That's funny. Man. And that does that sound is, like a story hilarious. Dolly would tell, and she would tell it yeah, wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she she cured COVID. Uh, she's, there is a, uh, a program that we learned about where she gives uh, kids, her foundation gives kids uh, books, uh, free books until you're in the eighth grade, I think, from elementary till the eighth grade. Um, her foundation pays for Jeez. all of that to... Yeah, it's it just it's amazing what she yeah. she does, but yeah, yep. I mean, uh, I, we, we, we all need to put kind of bumper money, stickers you know, on saying "Be like Dolly." Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, what would yeah. Dolly do? That's what would Dolly do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what, Jeez, that's Louise, we live by. that's incredible. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, we got some bonus trivia there. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, you got two for the price of one, folks. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else? Uh, what are their outstanding requests do we have? Because we need to actually start doing the show. And before we do the show, oh, yeah. we need to announce the future of the show, which I'm sure some yeah. folks are interested in. And in the meantime, um, uh, Mom, our MG101, thanks again for resubbing. And, uh, oh, uh, Let's see. I see uh, Syracuse, too, is playing with a temporary avatar. I hope you enjoy that, Syracuse. I'll have to make a note to myself to eliminate it because it doesn't automatically turn off with time. Radrus also subscribed with those Bezos bucks. Um, NC... NCC1701JV, the Junior Varsity Enterprise, has subscribed 27 minutes ago. Um, welcome aboard, um, sir. Let's see. Kezardrix resubbing as well. Dark Knight Brenner. Okay, so we're all caught up with the thank yous. And let's cool. see. What have we got now? All right, we still got that argument. We have a this or that. I'm going to save that because let's give something away. Let's give yes. away Hacktivity, which is awesome. Coming back over to the browser. One lucky winner is getting the all-in pledge for Hacktivity, which, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is a Netrunner killer, but only in that it takes place in the same kind of cyberpunk universe, but it's a co-op card game instead of a competitive card game, and it's awesome. So let's see who the lucky winner is. I'm going to shuffle a few more times and spin. 
All right. Good luck, everybody. And uh, just a shout out to A. Foxy and Risa. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us today. Good to see y'all. And here's your winner. Cade Shiozaki. Cade, congratulations. And Jason, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, JWS, <laughs> it's literally like two pixels away from you. If it had just gone another two pixels. Oh, my gosh. But congratulations, uh, Cade. I will be getting in touch later on today uh, to fill you in or to get your details so that um, you can go on the uh, the list for when the game uh, you know goes into production, which probably will be probably going to be early 2023. So uh, you'll probably have forgotten about it all by then. And then one day, surprise, something will show up in the mail. And I hope you enjoy it. And thank you. Thanks for everybody who entered. Thanks for everybody watching the show. Yeah. Phew. Okay. Okay. So we've uh, given away games. We've uh, done some, uh, taking care of some business here, but now the, uh, the big news. If you'd like yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about um, that. And of course we're going to, I'll give a small version of the big news when the actual show starts and say, yeah. Hey, go watch the extended. If you want to hear more detail, but here's the deal, folks, I'm old and I'm tired and I just can't keep it up. I don't have the stamina I once did. So this is the last weekly episode of the R and R show. And I'm very sorry about that for anybody who uh, wants to... If, there are some stickers down below if you want to throw some stuff our way. Um, yeah. That might make sense. I don't remember. I don't think I have any boo stickers anymore. But um, <laughs> the, the situation is we're still planning on doing it monthly. It'll We'll be doing an episode uh, the final Tuesday of every month. And um, there's a potential that it could actually be bi-weekly. Because we were just talking about this right before we started the show. Uh, you can see up there, the more subscribers we get... Aw, uh, thank you. Much love to you too, James. Um, and look at I just get a mangled, you know. Yeah. yeah. Live long and prosper. That's what I've got. There, there we go. go. Yeah. That's um, so, uh, you know, every time we get enough subscribers, in the past we've unlocked an RVR, which is real well and I sitting down across from the virtual table and uh, playing and playing a game for you folks. Those could be R&Rs. So those could be bonus R&Rs. And we tend to get about one of these a week. So that's something that I think we will cross that bridge. The next time we get enough subscribers to unlock a bonus show, and what are we at now? We're at 118 of 149. And like I said, we tend to get about one of those every six weeks or so. You know, that that meter fills back up. Um, We will at that point ask, okay, folks, do you want this to be an R&R? or an RVR, uh, so that you, the viewing audience, as always, will be able to uh, uh, choose that destiny. So, uh, join us on the 28th of June, and we will be getting back together to do another Top 10 and have a good old time and do Q&A and all the rest of the stuff we do. And if you're wondering why, um, there's a couple of reasons, both personal and financial. Um, the financial, like I said, I'm not only am I old and tired and having a hard time you know, getting all this stuff together every week, but... Man, if you recall, if you were here from the beginning, remember how we were putting up sponsored by puppies and kittens because we were looking for sponsors? Um, yeah. It's hard to get sponsors. I Maybe I just really, really suck at it. But I don't know if you noticed, folks, we didn't have a sponsor for the last couple of weeks. I, and I'm just getting to the point where I, I just can't keep chasing after this. I don't understand why it's so hard to get sponsors. I mean, this is a hugely successful show. I was looking up our numbers. We're comparable to Board Game Breakfast on the Dice Tower. And you know, and Dice Tower really? has four times the number of subscribers. But an average episode, uh, an average episode of this gets about you know, within the first week about five thousand views. And you know, 
by the end of the month, you know, upwards of eight eight thousand to ten thousand. But for some yeah. reason, it's like pulling teeth getting subscribers to show up. And I'm not going to have you do this show for free, Ruel. Um, you know, I, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know. Um, a sponsorship, it's not it's not easy, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, kudos to the Dice Tower; they've gotten their you know fair share of sponsors, and uh, maybe we don't know. Um, but hopefully, in the future, as we, as we continue, you know, we're we're still doing the show, folks. It's just oh, yeah. you know, bump back. It's still you're still going to get you know you're not going to rid me that easily. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're still going to be here. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. you know, getting that um, you know that 149 subscribers, you know, that's bringing money in, and that money yeah. is paying that man to be here. Um, yeah. you know, I'm pretty much yes. doing this for free. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, but, that, but that's okay. And so, you know, so there are business reasons. It just doesn't necessarily make financial sense because, you know, the time I'm spending doing this, which is, takes a lot of time is time. I could be doing other things. Um, and, and the same for you, if we have a hard time yeah. finding sponsors, the other reason is, uh, more of a personal nature. I won't go into it too much detail, but if you were here, I think, for the last live show I did last week on the Rado Roundup, I talked about this a little bit. My mom, um, she recently had to go to the hospital. Uh, she had a cardiac event, and uh, she's now back home. But um, it's uh, I'm not going to go into it too much, but she has now transitioned into the next stage. She is on hospice care now, and I expect for the next few months... I'm going to be spending a lot more time with her. Um, you know, both because I want to, because, you know, she, you know, she's got a ticking clock and because she needs me now more than ever. I mean, heck, I, I, I'm sorry I had to leave you in the lurch. I, I, if this phone rings, I answer it no matter what now. When a private yeah. number comes in, I know that's a hospice person who needs information about X, Y, or Z. And so that's, that's going to eat up a lot more of my time um, for the foreseeable yeah. future. Hopefully for a yeah. long future. We'll see how things go. And right. so, uh, yeah, it's just tougher. And then, you know, there's a third thing. I am just so ticked off, uh, you know, try, trying to get away from the, the sad stuff. Uh, let's get to the angry stuff. I try, I did all, I ticked all the boxes. I hit yeah. all the milestones and Twitch says, yeah, sorry, you're, you're not Twitch material enough. You don't get partner. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, next time that, you tell, like, see the brothers Murph, tell them I feel their pain. I know what they went through. I went through it too. Yeah, it, it's it, it's tough, folks. Um, for whatever reason, you know, uh, Twitch. You know, we have a wonderful board game community here. Y'all are part of that. But Twitch, I feel like they don't see the bigger picture. They don't. They have not invested in board game streamers. They, you know, they stick to what they know: video games and, exactly, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, which is fair. Well, you know, it's it's their platform. But it's unfortunate that we can't get the Brothers Murph or Rado uh, as partners. It, to me, it makes absolutely no sense when you have such wonderful ambassadors for this <laughs> hobby and to grow the platform. But that, that's that's a sense of frustration. And also, just to speak back on, just to real quickly touch on that as far as mm. the personal stuff. Going going on uh with richard you know it's important folks um not just for richard but for all of us you know when life events happen like this you got to take that time off i mean yeah. he could have easily said you know we're just going to power through this i'm going to do the weekly show it's going to be my escape no take the time you need not only for your mental health but to, the, to be there for you know the people who are important in your life you know it's we're talking about games here folks uh, bottom line you know we love the uh, the hobby we have a passion for it, but at the same time, life is life. You know, yeah. I've got stuff going on in my life too. That if something happens, I drop all these games for you know family stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, uh, take the time you need, Richard. You know, again, uh, like I said, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, folks. yeah, yeah, We're yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'll be here on a weekly basis. You, you, you are st in in the board game world. You are the second highlight for me. First, being playing games with Jen. Number two is talking games with you. 
Uh, I should throw there, a sticker up on screen, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, so yeah, and yeah, like so, so we're still gonna be doing the show yep. um, uh, with, with with guaranteed sponsorship, so it's gonna keep running. And again, you know, you'll you'll be back either for more RVRs yep. or more RNRs if as they get unlocked in bonuses. And I will still continue streaming live on Twitch. I'm just not gonna push so hard anymore because I'm clearly never gonna make partner. I mean, I I mean, for the last few months, I've been doing two or three <laughs> episodes a week like crazy, nonstop, killing myself, yeah. and it's just obvious Twitch doesn't care. So that's fine. Yeah. Well. Um, I'm going to scale it back. Tuesdays is yep. still going to be Twitch Day. Um, once a month, maybe more, it is going to be me and Ruel. And the rest of the time, it's going to be me doing all the other stuff i got to do. You know, I've been t- uh, live streaming my monthly roundups. I've been live streaming the podcast stuff. Uh, in a, I think next week, next Tuesday, I'll be live streaming a top 10 because you folks unlocked yep. it with your um, with your, uh, subs- with your followers. Every thousand followers we get on this channel, we unlock another top 10 that I do with you, the audience. So I'm still going to be here. It's just going to be... Uh, uh, everybody's going to be seeing a little bit less of him. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, yeah. and things might change. I mean, well, obviously things are going to be constantly in change. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm not abandoning the channel. I'm not abandoning the platform because, I mean, as much as there are things that drive me nuts about this platform, yes, Kabuki Kid, I know the number one thing that you can't pause and rewind during a live stream. Yeah. Uh, they're working on it. That is going to get rolled out eventually. I, I was briefly in a beta for it. It worked really nicely. But um, there are so many wonderful things about it. It is really great for community building. The fact that I can look through the chat afterwards, see that, oh, somebody has a, a question that you know they, that we missed, and I can just send them a direct message. Uh, you know, I mean, YouTube doesn't have anything like that. YouTube really keeps you at arm's length from your audience, and Twitch is more about you know building that. And so I really do appreciate. Yeah. I have come over time. I used to be a real Twitch basher, but yeah. I've come to appreciate some of the things this platform does really well. Definitely, definitely, yep. and just you know, building on that, uh, you know, commu- talking about community. You know, the fact that we can raid other channels, you mm-hmm. know, uh, bring our audience there. I mean, that's a huge thing. You know, especially you know, some of these channels are very small, but they deserve a bigger audience because of the work that they're doing. So I, I have always appreciated that. You know, whether I get raided or we raid someone, I, I yeah. think that's a really neat. Yeah, again, it's it's all part about yeah. Hey, we're all board gamers. We're all in it together, and yeah. you know, just you know, lifting everybody up. Yeah, the raid feature. When I first saw that, I was like, oh my god, why doesn't YouTube have this? And here's the thing, really. yeah. YouTube does have it. Did you know they have a raid that, feature? That's I heard they're are they working on it? No, 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 no. They've already? released it. It's been out for like oh. six months. I'm like, oh, is it out? And then I go and look at it. Guess what you can do? You uh when you finish your live stream on YouTube, you can raid uh-huh. your own channel's premiere video. Oh. So you can premiere really? your own video and then you can they don't call it raid, they call it something else, but you can basically uh-huh. just take your live audience and move over to that premiere. That's it. That's all you can do. So oh, you, you, so you cannot can spread channels. the love to other channels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, whatever works, works. Yeah. So YouTube is, is very much behind the curve, although they're very much ahead of the curve with the pausing and the rewinding during live streams. And it is coming. Right. I mean, I've, I've actually used it once or twice, and hopefully they'll get it up for everybody sooner than later. But anyway, folks, that's cool. okay. the news. And um, and I, you know, I, I, while we were talking about, it, I was looking through the chat, and and thank you everybody for all the kind words. Um, don't worry, Forest of Glass, I, I really appreciate it. I know you are a very heartfelt soul, and um, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know it's it's going to be fine. Um, you know, when we got the news from the doctor when she was in the hospital, my mom's immediate response was, "Hey, you know what? I made it to seventy five. I never that w- this is a miracle. I never thought that would happen. She has uh, what's it called HHT. I can't remember. You can look it up. It's a rare blood disorder. It killed her father in his sixties. It killed her brother in his fifties. She's made it to seventy five, wow. and so she has repeatedly said that um, you know it's yeah. it, she, she's been a great ride and 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 she's doing okay. 
And I'm not going to continue yeah. dwelling on that. <laughs> yeah. Because this is about board <laughs> games. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Again, the, the, through the miracle of modern science, right? Yeah. Given her um, many, many years of uh, yes. uh, longevity here. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, let's lift our spirits with yes. bloodshed, shall we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do this. All right. Let's Everybody, do this get thing. ready to battle royale. All right. <laughs> get the uh, banner out of the way. Battle royale. Yeah. Nothing like a big fight to get in the mood to talk about board games. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> get that blood pumping. All right. Oh my gosh, we have 126 viewers. Whoa. So Thank wow, you, that's friends. a bit higher. Normally, we peak around 80. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's there's it, there's no elbow room. There's no room. <laughs> Jeez Louise, I've never seen this many people on the battlefield. Wow. I don't even know where to look. Um, Dare Drinker, I don't know who you are, but I like your cookie. Uh, and um, you're just kicking butt. Nobody's even touched you, but oh no, Dare Drinker, you're surrounded. Run, run. Oh no, Radrus is chasing you, Dare Drinker. Keep going. Radrus is stabbing you in the back, Dare Drinker. The cookie, take the last bite of the cookie. Oh. oh no, you're still alive. Dare Drinker, you are my hero. Thrown down with Andrew Scott, still alive. Duck of death and Dare Drinker, throw down. You took out Duck of Death! That is an old-school plunger-wielding, super-killing machine! You're now going up against the NC... You're going up the JV Enterprise! You're chasing the Dare Drinker! This is amazing! I have never seen... Oh, no! The uh, JV Enterprise NCC-1701 takes out Dare Drinker, but that was a heck of a run. First time shatter. Nicely wow. done. Um, okay, and Andrew throws down with the Enterprise. Oh, and Andrew is toast! Bye bye Andrew bye might bye, be the Andrew. king of slingshots for stars. Didn't help him today. Oh, LS gets the health pack, and this might be the end for our favorite starship. Oh, yes, it is. There okay. It is. LS, one... 100,024. Congratulations. Well, I believe that uh, is a repeat win. I'm pretty sure, LS. Correct oh, really? me if I'm wrong. Okay. That was definitely the biggest battle royale we've had. That was oh, I know. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably I'm because when I posted on Facebook and whatnot, I said, oh, by the way, special announcement today. So, I've, yeah. Ah, okay. Clearly, well, she just do that every week. She's got to come up with a really life-changing announcement every week. And, <laughs> and, then the, and then the sponsors would roll in like crazy. There you go. <laughs> We just have to be. We just have to get better at clickbait. That's what it comes. There down you go. To. There you go. Yep. Not my forte. Um, Me neither. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, um, what else have we got? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, last thing before we get going, uh, we need a secret word. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, what did we talk about? Today? Well, we talked about two excellent games um, yes. from Button Shy and AEG. We uh, did some trivia about Dolly. Dolly, huh? Dolly uh, can you work Dolly? In there? <laughs> yeah, there's no way I can work Dolly in. Um, what can't you work Dolly Parton into? Come on. Where's my list? Where's my list? I, I guess if I really tried. <laughs> uh, can I work Dolly so Parton? obvious, you know? Um, um, oh, geez. I could work it in in a really cheesy way that it doesn't work for me, I don't think. Did you really? I, I just... I. It would be really cheesy, and it would also be really obvious. It's just like the most obvious that, thing in the world you could do. That's my thing. Like, uh, oh, I guess if we work the word in Dolly as in like a like a hand. Oh, right? like yeah, a, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's but you know, no, I got uh, it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Are you sure? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Okay. Yes, I've got it. Okay, cool, I need cool, to put cool. that in all caps so I don't miss it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I know, um, folks. The secret word today is Dolly. It will be spoken by me. You get to know that because you're here for the live show. People who watch tomorrow on YouTube, 
they're just going to have to listen to both of us and try to find it, but you can just be listening for me talking about uh, saying the word Dolly at some point. And if you don't know what that means with secret words, don't worry. We will explain it once the show gets going. Phew. Okay. Um, Has there been anything in the chat we need to uh, take care of um, or address? Um, Not that I see. I just, again, I've just been, uh, again... Thank everyone for all the uh, words of support, uh, not only for the show, but to, to Richard personally. Uh, very nice to see. Um, but yeah, I think um, we're good to go. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, I do see one comment from Nazgoth. Please don't do more run-throughs. Do more R&Rs. <laughs> Here's the thing, Nazgoth. That gets unlocked based on actual cold, hard cash. That's people spending uh, money at the, on the Rado Runs Through merch store, um, where you know all the, uh, the the proceeds go into that. That's people spending bits on the show. That fills up once every six months. You know what? When it eventually fills up, six months from now, we'll 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 put it to the audience. And what would you like that to be? I mean, it makes sense to do run throughs because I mean that's really the best thing for my channel. At the end of the day, covering more games yeah. that brings more people in and all that. Yeah. But again. Uh, yeah, that n- that number fills in very very slowly. So we'll re- revisit that months from now. Okay, but, uh, but, but but a good point, a good point. I, I think I probably need to reword. Although th- those those things are so tiny, I can barely fit text in them at all. The way those um, meters work. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll worry about that later. All right. So the secret word is okay. Dolly. Dolly. Um, one we other thing, it. folks. After we are done. With the show, uh, we stick around for a little bit. We, we're in the pre-show now. We're about to do the show. We then come around for a post-show, and uh, we'll do some Q&A. We, if we have time, we'll do that argument over my number one versus your number one, which is really okay. going to be number two I on the list. And uh, we'll right. see how all that goes. And, uh, and uh, we'll do some Q&A. And if you would like to partake in that, uh, other people will explain this in the chat, but you got to start your question with a question mark. Folks, if you ever see anybody asking, clearly asking a question they hope that we answer, and they didn't use the question mark thing, let them know they used the question mark thing. Or heck, I actually I saw one time somebody just copied and pasted their question, and then yeah. with the question mark, so it came through to us, so that we have a queue of questions to answer once the show is over. All righty. Yeah. Like, for instance, Fem just uh, started what? Uh, yo, there's a, uh, there's a command thing, I've, and... Um, Oh, now I'm reading her question. I feel like I should answer it right now. Let's oh, yeah, that see one's here. good to answer right now. All right, yeah. So, um, Fam Sensei, who is our resident hugging machine. By the way, in case you don't know, I, I, there's probably some new first timers here if, with with uh, with the uh, viewers as high as it. All those stream avatars down there, those are subscribers to the show. There's a bunch of benefits you get if you subscribe to the show. Uh, you get discounts on Rotto merch, and buying that Rotto merch unlocks more content, as I just mentioned up there. It's a virtuous cycle. Um, you get uh, you get exclusive videos that you can't see. Uh, what was last month's. I, I think a couple months ago was Black Angel. I forget what this one is. Uh, if you subscribe to the show, you can whisper me directly, and I will give you a link to a video of me and Jen playing a game from start to finish that is not visible anywhere else on the internet. Um, you And if, if you can't find the secret word, which we'll explain again in a minute, you can... Um, we will tell you where the secret word is if you just whisper us. Anyway, though. Um, so, I'm sorry. Oh, why, did I, oh, why I went way off of uh, Fem Sensei's question there. The Hugfest. Good. Uh, you, Fem Sensei, cannot do the Mass Hug Fest. Um, I, as a uh, moderator, can do it. You know what, Fem Sensei? You have given so much love over the years. Prepare yourself. I'm going to demonstrate yes. Mass the big hug, hug Fest. Fem, Fem, S-E-N, S-E-I. Let's see if I can spell that. All righty. Is that working? 
Oh, but somebody... Oh, thank you for the bits! Forest of... Gl oh, or, um, Happy is here. After you're all done dancing, because, hey, we're one dollar closer to unlocking that <laughs> stuff. Uh, see, if that command goes through, once everybody stops dancing. Everybody's dancing too much about the, the bits. Um, boy, they're really dancing a lot about those bits. All righty. And then there's another bits. I'm sorry, Fem Sensei. Folks, if you don't want Fem Sensei to get her super hug, just keep rolling those bits in. And apparently, you will keep dancing. Okay, that's too funny. All right, okay. It looks like it looks like everybody's finally stopped dancing. Let's see. Do I have to do it again? What is going on? Did it did it cue? All right, hold on a second. Stop. Did I did I actually get the command in? Let me. Where where was it in the chat? Mass. All right. Oh, you know what? Oh, no, I misspelled it. It was immaterial. Mass oh. hug, F-E-M-M-E-S-E-N-S-E-I. There we go. Stand back, everybody. There's uh. one Fem Sensei, and you are getting one. Well, you're getting probably 70 or 80 hugs right now. Yep. It's Look an explosion of hugs. It's a meltdown oh, of funny. hugs. Somebody just spawned so they can come oh, in and hug. Up. Hurry up and hug. Timmy Blue had to get online specifically to be part of the I super hug. That's cool. What wholesome content we produce Indeed, here, indeed. Oh, I should have... And it happened behind the pre-show. I should have hid that. Oh, darn it. Uh, okay. Well, oh, still, well. you got the impression, That's folks. great. There was a whole yeah. bunch of hugging going on behind the uh, Owen show just now. <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, folks, I, we mentioned this earlier. The longer you watch the show, the more channel points you just naturally accrue over time. And one of the big ones that you can spend your points on, it's at the top. It's like a big... Once you've earned 10,000 points... You can click the, do you need a hug? And you'll get one of those super hugs too, provided you nice. have an avatar. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, is it okay on my, like you're in like my, my screen. Hey, look frozen. at that. You're frozy frozerson. Yeah. Let's fix like that before the show starts. So. Okay. What okay. was that all about? Are you back? I'm back. It looks like. Okay. No. Yep. Yep. Okay. That'll... That was, I don't know how that happened, but that'll if I minimize um, discord, it's the Discord uh -huh. suddenly decides, oh, well, I guess you don't need video anymore, and it just freezes you. Apologies oh. for that. I must have okay. minimized cool. at some point by accident. Sorry, no Charlie. Okay. Phew. Okay. Okay. So that was... Oh, man. There were, there were hugs. To... There were tears. Yeah, there was the laughter. Show, a bunch of hugs. Uh, there was anger. We run the gamut of emotions, but now, <laughs> at long last, an hour into the show, normally we like to start 45 minutes into the show, it's time for our top 10 of all time. Are you ready, Let's do sir? This. I am ready. Okay, we've already done the. Uh, Are we going royale. to uh, point out the game on your table? I, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a new game on the table from, ironically, a brand new sponsor of the show. Uh, came oh. in very, very late. I mean, I didn't expect I was going to have a sponsor for this week either. Uh, but you know what it takes to get a sponsor now? Only the top ten games of all time that can get a sponsor. Oh, apparently, <laughs> then you'll get somebody who says, "Yeah, I'll sponsor the show." Um, there you go. Yeah. Go okay. figure. We're going to do it every week then. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. We're not. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, it's first rat. So it's just a normal thing. We'll say, hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, uh, first of all, a bit of a show note. Uh, up till now, it's been weekly. We're going to monthly. If you'd like to know more, you can watch the extended edition. We talk all about it there. Uh, but otherwise, we'll see you on June 29th uh, with, a, with a brand new episode. Don't worry, you can't get rid of us that easily. And then you can throw in with the, oh, by the way, before we start the top 10 there, is excited about we need to talk about the thing that's on the table yeah okay right. sounds good Whew. oh man i am All sweaty right. i am oh, sweaty boy. happy pride month everybody thinker themer yes. you are the best wherever you are 
Um, I wear this uh, because I am inspired by the two of you. Would have been great I if they were too. on right now, but they are not. Yeah. Um, anyway. Maggie. No, okay. Amy and Maggie are the best. Okay, I think we're good to go. By the way, folks, I'm putting the notice up screen. You will notice at this point, while we're actually filming the show, we can't really do any kind of back and forth or respond to events and stuff like that, which is what that up there is saying, you know, along the top of the screen. But if something goes horribly wrong, if our sound goes out, if, um, I don't know, if there's some kind of bug or whatnot, use the, hey, listen sticker. I'll hear that in my ear, and I'll look over at the chat. Hopefully, I won't have to stop the show, but I will. I'll pull this car over if we need to, um, to fix whatever might have gone wrong. Okay. All right. Phew. Let's see. And, yeah, and, and, and uh, again, thanks for the uh, bits, uh, Adam, and Happy is here, and, uh, and thanks for the subs, everybody. Okay. Time to pump out the jam. Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Pump up the jams. Yo, pump indeed. it. Um, when the beat is pumping and they have, right, right, gotta stop. Stop, 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 stop. They're not going down that road. Where's the logo? Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? See you on the other side. <clears throat> hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Pegasus North America. Hello, Ruel. How are you, sir? Hello, Richard. I am fantastic as always. How are you doing? I am excited. I am very excited. Yes. We started this countdown back in February, if you can believe it. Oh my gosh, it has taken forever to get here, but um, we are finishing this week our top 100 games of all time. And, uh, phew. I mean, I knew it was going to take this long, but yeah. I, I don't think I felt it, but I feel it today. We are finally yeah, getting across the finish line. Yeah, I remember talking about this, you know, way back earlier this year. And I was like, okay, I was excited to do it because I haven't actually done my own personal top five oh, yeah. of all time. I mean, I, yeah, so to be able to do this with you, I was like really looking forward to it. But as the weeks went on, I was like, wow, this, you were right. It, it was not going to be like just, you know, one, one and done. We we're going to take our time and go through all these great games. And here we are, the ultimate episode, the top 10 of all yep. time. Although, folks, if you haven't caught everything and you don't want to spoil the end of the list, uh, look down there at the bottom of the screen. There's a reminder. You can go to rnr.rado.com. That is a playlist on YouTube that lists, um, what is it? I think this is episode 44 today. So the prior right. 43 episodes are all right there. And nine of those 43 episodes got us to where we are today. So you can go back in time and catch numbers 190. Uh, you know, eight, you know, eighty nine to you know, et cetera, et cetera. But today, we are here to finish it. And uh, <laughs> before we do that, though, a little bit of housekeeping uh, for the show. Up until now, the RNR show has been a weekly show streamed live on Twitch every Tuesday, and then. Um, Brought over to YouTube on Wednesday. I uh, don't know if you're watching live right now, or if you're watching this years in the future, but I want to let you know uh, we are switching to a monthly show. Uh, from now on, at the final Tuesday of every month, Ruel and I will get back together and we will do another top 10 countdown for y'all. Uh, there's several reasons for the change, um, some business reasons, some personal reasons. I'm not going to go into it right now, but if you'd like to, you can watch the extended edition of this show. Hit that eye in the top right corner screen or go follow the links down in the show notes um, because, hey, 
there's not just this top 10. Uh, uh, what is today? D- June 7th, 2022? We spent hours ranking games, doing mini-reviews, and um, talking about pop culture trivia. And one of the things we talked about were the reasons that we are switching from a weekly to a monthly format. With maybe occasional bonus episodes thrown in here and there. Uh, again, go watch the extended edition, and you can get all the details about that. But yeah. I think, well, we have waited long enough, have we not? We, we we have waited long enough, so we're getting ready to do our top ten. And just a reminder, folks, yeah, go watch that extended edition. We, we do talk about all the reasons uh, why we're making the change. And as, as I said during the the uh, the show, there, like you're not getting rid of me that easily. Folks. No, I'm going to be here at least once a month, maybe even more, depending on um, some of the reasons we talk about during the show. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, I see a game on your table, my friend. What the heck is it? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Let's go to the overhead, which I didn't confirm wasn't crashed. It hasn't crashed. Hooray! This show is off to an exemplary start. The overhead camera didn't crash. Uh, Ruel, this is First Rat, a new game from Pegasus Spiel and uh, Pegasus North America, the sponsor of this week's episode. And I don't know, have you tried this yet? Are you familiar with this game? Uh, I am familiar with it. I haven't tried it yet. Okay, here's the deal. Jen and I, we played it for the first time last night. And honestly, I went in thinking, oh yeah, this is just going to be a cute, lightweight kid. You know, mostly for families. A gateway-style game. And I love the theme. It is all about junkyard rats who have decided they've got to get to the moon because the moon is made of cheese. And so they're going to use old busted-up calculators, um, vinegar bottles, uh, you know, um, green pea cans, whatever they can, to build a rocket to be the first astronauts into space. And uh, you will actually pull it off. Somehow they actually do it. And I thought, oh, that's just going to be a cute, fun game. Hey, honey, let's play this, you know, um, the night before we're filming live, because um, it'll be a nice light uh, thing. And no, it's not. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is a surprisingly rich game. Do not be fooled. You might think, oh, this is, you know, for kids, this is a gamer geek friendly game. At its heart, what happens is each of us has multiple cute, adorable little rat meeples. And on your turn, you are going to do one of two things. Uh, All summarized right here on an excellent player aid, I must say. You are either going to pick one of your rats anywhere along the road up to the launch pad, and you can move it up to five spaces forward and then collect whatever's there, whether it is some cheese, which is money for rats, or whether it's some baking soda, which obviously is going to be the chemical um, uh, booster fuel we need to actually take off, you know, the the whole, um, um, you know, uh, you've done the science experiments, you've seen them where the baking soda, you know, all that kind of stuff, or light bulbs, we need light because we are lighting our way down the road. So you can either pick one of your rats, and you have multiples, Moon 5, or you can do multiple rats. They can only move up to three spaces, and the trick is, the puzzle, they all have to land on the same space. So if it were my turn right now, I might say, oh, okay, I'm going to move... Um, oh, I, this is a perfect turn. This is right in the middle of our second game. I, we got about halfway through a second game because we loved it so much. But I said, oh, let's just stop because I'll just set it up. So my next move might be, I'm going to move three of my rats. I've got two here at the starting. I've got this one. And if I'm moving three, they can only move up to three spaces, I'll have this one go. One, two, three. It's going to get some cheese. Now, every other rat I move has to land on cheese as well. I'll have this one go one, two. And I'll have this one go one, two, three, four, five. And didn't I just break the rules? I did not. 
because this is Lola the Rat. There, I just described the basics of this game. The interesting puzzle of every turn you are trying to decide whether you're going to move one really far to get what you want, and the further you go down the road, and by the way, this is a modular road. Every time you play the game, you're going to get a different combination of stuff you're chasing after, and different point scoring opportunities on all the different meters as well. So there's a lot of variety here. But um, one of the places you can stop at are the three different shops, where you can spend all the cheese you have accumulated to unlock cool special powers. Like, I um, I became Lola the Rat, and Lola the Rat's power is she gets to move two extra spaces no matter what. Um, on a previous turn, I had used Neil Arm Rat, another superpower I got. His power is he can move however far he wants, but once he gets on the ship, his power is done. Um, but he allowed me to really make some cool moves. There are shortcuts you can take, but you have to spend the resources to do it, and um, there are shops where you can go shopping. Well, the interesting thing is if you make it to one of these shops, and you don't have the cheese to buy one of these um, pieces of junk that gives you special powers, you can steal them, which means your rat goes all the way back down to the bottom and starts again. You might think, oh no, that's terrible. Is it worth it to get a power, but then lose all that progress? Yes, it is. Because I mentioned one of the things you can do is you can light up the road. You can see at this point, I've lit up this much of the road. That means every time my rat stops on any one of these lit spaces for me, I get more resources than normal. So this turn, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cheese. And that's huge! Because the other thing you can do, at the end of your turn, after you've harvested and maybe interacted with the board and doing all kinds of stuff, you can commit your resources. If you've got enough equipment, you can start building the rocket. If you've got enough cheese, you can spend it to outfit the rocket, because those astronauts are going to need the cheese. And that's how you score points, by working on... There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different objectives you are chasing after. And um, again, they're variable points every time you play. And then if all that weren't enough, I didn't mention, hey, you can also just go get apple cores. Rats love to eat apple cores. They spend the cheese. They eat the apple cores. Whenever you grab those, you move on this cool little um, rondelle where everybody has this marker. You always go clockwise, but if you say, if I had done a move that earned me five steps on here, I might go one, two, three, four, and then I'd have a choice. I can come here for five and get a bonus, another special power, or I could keep going this way so that when I come up here, I could unlock another rat. Or I could keep going even farther and score points. So, again, this looks... uh, uh, Do not be fooled, folks. This looks like, you know, for kids, a sweet, unassuming, charming little gateway game. And don't get me wrong... I think this is could be this is maybe a gateway plus game. It's a it's there's more going on here than a carcassonne or a ticket to ride by far. And Jen and I were both blown away. Um, Jen, when she was like sitting for three or four months, okay, there's once you've got three rats on the board and you're trying to figure out which shortcuts you're gonna take, and you're okay, I'm gonna move multiples. Can I get them all on spots? What powers can you get? It's really impressive, and it really shouldn't come any surprise because one of the co-designers um, is Virginio Geely. There, Geely. And oh my gosh, look this guy up on Board Game Geek. Some of your favorite um, super heavy Euros that have come out from last year, he has had a hand in developing. So I was very impressed. 
with first round. Wow, yeah. I am excited about it. I just love the fact that there's a term called Ratronauts. Like, yes. that alone has gotten sold on the game. And yeah, this that looks fantastic. I mean, the fact that it has a Rondell, that's so neat. Uh, yeah. I, oh, wow. It's I got all these it. different mechanisms all coming together. And, you know, I mean, I've seen other games like this. Uh, like, as a few, game a few years ago, uh, Robin Run, which a lot of people said, oh, that's for kids. And like, no, it's one of the most clever, heavy deduction games that have come out. It just had cartoony artwork. Oh, um, My Farm Shop, also from Pegasus Spiel, I think is the best... Machi Karo inspired, um, you know, rolling dice and harvesting goods style game. Uh, even yeah. better than Space Base, which I know is sacrilege Ooh. in some areas. But Whoa, again, people pass okay. it over because they think, oh, it looks like, you know, for kids. Um, do not be fooled. First Rats got a lot going on. And both Jen and I All really right. enjoyed it. I mentioned we were playing it late last night and we thought, oh, this is going to be a nice lightweight thing. And we're like, uh, you know, an hour and a half later, oh my gosh. This is so heavy. What are we going to do? <laughs> Granted, we were tired, but um, very impressive game. First rat awesome. from sponsor of the show, uh, Pegasus North America and Pegasus Spiel. Okay. All right. Cool. Whew. Okay. We have yeah. um, done our due diligence. We have uh, earned our keep. And now, folks, at long last, it is time. Do you have any yes. final words, Ruel, before we begin yeah. the uh, top before- 100 of all time finale, the top 10? Yeah, uh, before we get going, let's talk about the secret word. Yes, let's do that, shall we? We're not done yet, because I just talked about this so much, some people might be saying, oh, that sounds good, I might like to try it. Well, you're in luck, folks. Because you're watching today, you might win a copy of this for free. Ruel, how do they win? Folks, you're going to watch the show, and one of us is going to mention the secret word, and that's the word you're keeping out the uh, ear out for. It's Dolly, D O L L Y. Right. And why did we choose that? Watch the extended show. We yep. we uh, give our reasons for the the reason why we're uh, picking that word. But the word is Dolly, and what you're going to do is listen for it. when one of us says it. Take note of the game we're talking about at that time, and then send it in an email to contest at rondo.com, and you'll be entered to win your very own copy of First Rat. Yes. Uh, And again, I I don't think you'll be disappointed. A very, very impressive title, if I do say so myself. All right. Okay. Great. Then, I think, without further ado, it is time. To begin the top 100. Although, of course, what did I just do, Ruel? I deleted the, my top 10 list. Ah! Oh, no! <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll just type them okay in with... as I go. Okay. There might okay. be a few typos down below there, folks. I already had my list all set up, but I accidentally deleted it and then saved the text file. I'm not going to oh, go no. try and dig the history out of Dropbox right now. It'll be fine. Okay. And besides, I've got it's a little good. bit of time because we're going to start with our number 10, which I believe is your it entry, is correct? Yes, that is correct. So here we are, folks. We've... We, we've done it. We've gone all the way from uh, last fe- uh, this past February to now uh, June, and we are made it to our top 10 of our top 100, 100 games of all time. I'm going to kick things off with my, uh, our number 10. It is Terraforming Mars. Okay, and of course. This game, yeah, uh, of course. It had to make this list. I... Uh, it's been hugely influential. It's still ranked highly on BGG. It came out... Uh, it's hard to believe. It came out six years ago. This is a game from 2016. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, there, and parts of me feel like it's still new, and parts of me still feel like it's been around forever. Um, this is, you know, one of the best engine-building games you're going to play. It's got a huge deck of cards. And again, this was influential on games like Underwater Cities, uh, even Wingspan, and the most recent uh, EPGG hotness, um, Arc Nova. Sure. Um, they take they take the engine-building to uh, different levels, and 
you know, I love the theme. I'm a sci-fi guy, and you're basically turning Mars into a habitable planet. You know, what can you do? Events, you've got events you can do. You're going to get resources. You can use those resources to um, raise the temperature, uh, raise the oxygen on the planet. You're going to place uh, ocean tiles there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I remember when this came out, it was really tough for me to get a game of it because it was <laughs> sold out everywhere. And then anytime I went to a game night or convention, every single person was playing. I could not get on the table to this. I, it was hard for me to get onto it. So I finally got a copy, and boy, oh, boy, it lived up to the hype. And then some. I actually, these days, um, if I was going to play this, I, I might play Terraform Mars Ares Expedition because mm -hmm. it's, it's a more streamlined version of it. But this, the classic... Is still fantastic in my book. I love it as a solo game. It's one of my favorite solo games of all time, where you just you know you're trying to get all three um, uh, uh, factors up there: uh, temperature and um, uh, oxygen and and the uh, the ocean tiles the, out the, there. The water, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The water before a certain amount of time. I think it's like 14 rounds or whatever. But wow, th this game uh, has it's an engine builder. It's brilliant and. You know, one one caveat, though, that okay. I know some people have trouble with is, you know, the length of time. It's yeah. not a short game. You're not going to be here for 60 minutes and play. No, you're not. <laughs> it's a full two hours. However, I always play it with the Prelude expansion. And yes, that, that, that is definitely your... worth mentioning. Folks, if you yes. tried it out when yes. it first came out, like I did, the Prelude uh -huh. expansion changes everything. Yes. It kicks in your engine uh, uh, right away, gets you going, and I... When I play the base game now, I always include Prelude because it, I, I think it's an absolute must for it just to get the engine going faster and uh, get into the meat of the game. So that's why it's our number 10, folks. A wonderful, wonderful game, Terraforming Mars. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Now, do you think it would have made it this high without the Prelude expansion? Or does that bump it up into this exalted uh, yeah. list of lists? It, it, you know what? You're, you're right. The more I think about it, yes. Without the Prelude, it's probably dropping a little lower on my in my estimation. But yep. with the Prelude, it remains in my uh, personal top ten and yeah. uh, top five of all time. Good choice. And man, I, uh, when this game first came out, it screamed up the charts on Board Game Geek so fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's just remained there as one of the highest ranked games of all time. And it comes in at number ten. An excellent choice, Terraforming Mars. But uh, there's even more Let's to come, on. folks. Yes. Uh, if you ask Let's me, see. I'm going to say as great as um, you know, converting the red planet is I would rather at any given time play our number nine Twa, which is an an older title. Uh, I think it came out in maybe 2012, maybe 2011 from Pearl Games, and um, it's so old, in fact, that I went and I looked at my run through that I was going to put on screen for this this morning, and it's so janky. I just couldn't. I was so ashamed. Like, oh, really? that's what my videos <laughs> used to look like. So I'm just using some pictures of it from Board Game Geek because oh, but. Man, this game is is just the bee's knees. It is about um, you know building up a uh, re Renaissance era city, the city of Troyes. Although, folks, if you're listening instead of watching, because some people will check this out on the Rado Talks Through podcast, uh, it's spelled T R O Y S or T R O Y E S, but it's pronounced Troyes. And um, yeah, it is. Oh, what would you call it? It's I guess a, a dice drafting game at its heart, which is yes. one of my favorite mechanisms of all time. And the trick of it is we. Are all civic leaders of this city. Every round, there are new external problems that are putting pressure on everybody. Plagues, um, raiders, 
high taxes, whatever it might be, you know, um, you know, all kinds of problems. And the first thing we do every round is, after we've rolled our dice and we're thinking about how am I going to spend these dice to activate all these different buildings or build new buildings or um, you know, have the people of the town achieve different goals for me, well, you might have to sacrifice some of those dice to fight off the problems. That, right off the bat, puts so much communal pressure on everybody every round. Because if you don't fight those off, they just stick around, round after round, and keep putting more and more pressure. And there are a lot of points to be had for being the player who actually solves those problems for the city. But that's just the beginning of every round. The true beating heart of this game is, hey, everybody's got a handful of cards based on what they've invested in in the city, whether they've invested in uh, civic infrastructure or economic stuff. So you have different colored dice. And I take my dice, I roll them, I put in front of me. And now here's the important thing, folks. Those are not your dice. Those are potentially your dice. But this is a dice drafting game, and any die can be grabbed by anybody. So if I see you rolled the perfect red six that I am so desperate for, and I couldn't roll it, hey, no problem. I'll just give you a coin or two and grab a couple of your dice and add them to my own so I can do a really big super action. Um, and this game, it is, it's is—it's got engine building elements. It's got, what is it? Um, you, you can work on the chapel. You can invest in infrastructure. You can fight. The, I mean, there's so many different things you can do, but it's all driven by this very interactive uh, dice draft. And I have a lot of people over the years who have sold me, Ruel, because, hey, aren't you the ultimate Care Bear? Why do you enjoy that game? Why do you put it on such a high pedestal when it's you constantly stealing dice throughout the game? Jen and I have never looked at it that way because they're not our dice. Yes, they are dice that I can get for free. All the other dice just cost me some money. So, of course, I'm more preference on those. But, hey, you know what? If you took my dice, you gave me some cash. I'll use that cash to buy dice from someplace else. It all comes out in the wash, and it is a beautiful, super crunchy game with tons of replayability. And man, if you get the Ladies of Trois expansion, the game explodes in complexity. But you don't even need that. Just the base game, Trois, it's one of the best Euros ever designed. From Pearl Games, the uh, design trio superstars of Javier George, Sebastian Dujardin, and uh, Elaine Orban. This um, is a masterpiece. One of the greatest modern Euros of all time. Our number nine, Trois. I was wondering where this would fall on the list, and it, it makes sense that it's top ten. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I am a little sad you didn't show that you know video, the shaky video uh, <laughs> that you did originally, because a fun fact, because of that video many years ago, before I was even associated with your channel, I got the game because of that. Oh no wow! Video. I kid you not. I got the game, and here's the thing: I found it in my local convention at a flea market, bought it used for you know a really wonderful price, and then it sat on my shelf of opportunity for years. <laughs> so. <laughs> You helped me get it, but then it just sat. But right before the pandemic, I went to my local game night and played it. And I was like, wow, this lived up to all the hype and then some. Yep. Uh, just an awesome you know, game. And you know, like you said, the whole dice drafting thing, even though it, I mean, it's just a big pool of dice. And yes, you're going to steal from each other. But yeah, it always comes out to watch because you're going to get yeah. paid for people taking your dice. So yeah, I never had a problem with it. You're right. It's a wonderful game, and I can't wait to play it again. It's it's been sitting on my shelf a little too long, and I, I need to teach it to Michelle. She hasn't played it yet. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's it's a heavy game, yeah. folks. It's a crunchy yeah. game. I barely right. scratch the surface. I there's so many more things I love about this game, like the fact when somebody passes and stops taking dice, they start getting passive income while everybody else yes. stays in. It's just I love that. you are just balled up in tension filled knots from start to finish with this game, and I love yeah. every second of it. But well, what <laughs> nice. could possibly top that? What's our number? Eight? Well, you know, for me, I I mean I. You know, we're talking about uh, nice interactions here. Here's something with a little less nice interaction, but it's one of my all time favorites, and this is why it's going to be our number eight. It is 
blood rage <laughs> you can just say it that way blood rage um when i first got into the hobby a few uh, back in 2015 this was all the rage um blood rage and i've got to play it at a local game night and i instantly fell in love with it it is again you're you're not gonna be shy about anything you're gonna fight and you know take over uh areas here uh, on the land it's an area control game yeah it's by eric lang and you know all the hallmarks of his game are here and this is actually like it's the next iteration of Chaos in the Old World, mm -hmm. which I enjoy, but I like this one better, and here's why. Chaos in the Old World has asymmetrical factions, which is great. You know, it's a different type of game. This one, you all start the same. You all have the same player board, but through the genius of the card drafting, your faction is going to end up playing differently than everyone else's, depending on what you put out there, how you how you basically level up your, you know, characters and your, you know, all your ships and... uh fighter warriors and leaders oh i love it so so much and it's it uses card drafting in a way that it's really simple to learn but then you're going to learn you're going to really get dive deep in the strategy as you start to know the learn these cards so you're going to get better as you play this i game. recall it's seven and wonders card drafting right the whole exactly, i got a yeah. hand i'm going to keep one and hand the rest of my neighbor kind of thing yeah. the rest of the other yeah so there's always that tension especially at the start of the round that first tension like that first draft you keep a card, but you're giving six cards that you know are going to help your opponent. And like, if you know someone's going to go for the Loki strategy, you're giving them a card. You're you're going to be dead meat, you know. So that's that tension every round. What am I keeping? What am I going to uh, give to my opponents? And you know, the game uh, plays over three ages, and it's always a really just a wonderful ninety minute gameplay. And it plays. It's so epic, yet it always plays in ninety minutes. I I love everything about this game. It's got the cool mini or not minis. I mean, just mm -hmm. all, and they're not all mini. There there's some huge ones yeah, in there yeah. too, folks. And um, I I just it's. I've I've always loved this game, and it will always be one of my favorites, and that's why it's our number eight, Blood Rage. Uh, yeah, a very impressive game. You might be saying, under what circumstances did Rotto ever film a run-through for Blood Rage? I did, so folks. I was thinking, yeah. This is me playing. Um, I just want to do a quick shout-out for the um, board game digital app called Dized, D-I-Z-E-D, which you can get on a smartphone or a tablet, or you can actually do on computers or laptops now, too. I actually did a run-through of Dized, and I lie... Or used it to teach me how to play Blood Rage. This is actually me learning how to play oh. Blood Rage, playing along while the Dized app is walking me through it every step of the way. So, uh, you know, Dized, boy, I really hope it catches on. Publishers, there is no better way in the universe for you to spend your budget for getting people to learn your game than getting your game on Dized and getting people to download it. It's just, who wouldn't want the game taught to them by an interactive tutorial with animations and music and sound effects and dramatic yep. actors reading the uh, and describing how to play. Um, yeah, but anyway, sorry. That's just a sidestep for Dyes. But yes, I mean, Blood Rage, is it Eric Lang's masterpiece? Has he, I mean, I know he's done other games in this milieu since, but does anything yeah. touch Blood Rage? I, I feel like it's, um, I mean, he's done so many great games. Yeah. For me personally, this is the the pinnacle uh, because it's so it's it's one of those games where it, it's it, it's deep uh, deep enough for you know uh, hardcore board gamers, but still, it's I mean, it's definitely not a gateway game. It's it's even more than a gateway plus, but it's still accessible enough where you can teach it to someone who's fairly new to games and they'll figure it out. I mean, you're gonna crush them, but they're gonna figure it out and they'll learn how to play it. So um, at least that was my experience when I first played. I got crushed by a hundred points or whatever, but. But then it still made me want to play it more because I, I felt like I understood how to play it and I knew that going forward I'm going to try different strategies. So yeah, uh, for me it's uh, Mr. Lang's uh, masterpiece. 
Well, a good choice, a good choice. But okay. if you want to talk about masterpieces, folks, forget yes. about Blood Rage. Let's go on to our number seven, the OG worker placement game from Uwe Rosenberg, Agricola. Of nice. course, of course, of course, Agricola. Oh my gosh. Now, folks, let me just um, uh, start off by saying Agricola is a great worker placement game, but it's not the worker placement that really makes this game stand out. It is the depth and richness of the simulation of this game where we are medieval era German farmer, subsistence farmers just barely scraping by, trying to raise a family, trying to graze our crops, trying to um, you know, handle our livestock, whether we've got cows all over the place or we're trying to raise Dolly the sheep, whatever it might be. And every time you play, the beauty of this game as part of setup, if you play with the standard rules, there are simplified rules you can play with as well. But as part of setup, you get, if I recall correctly, is it, um, I think it's, um, well, you get a big hand of what are called minor improvement cards and a big hand of uh, occupation cards. And either whether you're going to do it through a draft or there's several different ways, you can ultimately end up with a hand of, se- of 14 cards, seven improvements, seven um, uh, of the uh, minor or of the occupations. And that's the secret sauce of this game because every step of the way, you are trying to figure out uh, a game that's going to take place, if I recall correctly, over 16 rounds. Right. I think in round 15, that's when I'm going to want to play this card. But to do that, I will have had to play this card at least by round 13 so it will have accrued enough resources so I can get this thing out before the game is over in round 15. But this other card, really, I'll have a hard time doing it unless I don't have this pair of cards up and running by round 2 or 3. I love Agricola because it is an interesting combination of really sharp tactical play. The worker placement, because there are very few worker placement spots, and if worker placement spots don't get activated, they get better over time as more and more things accumulate on them until somebody eventually says, okay, to heck with it. I got to grab all that clay even that nobody's grabs. So even though I don't need it, I got to have it. There's so much of it. Um, so there's a, it's really razor tight, the Walker placement tension. Uh, so the tactics of trying to figure out, right, okay, there's no way you want that clay. You're not going to take that clay. And if I wait one more round, there'll be one more clay there. And that's enough I need to upgrade my house from wood to clay so that I can use this special power that will get me two extra rooms and a baby. You know, it's cool, really interesting combos like that. Um, But then, if you're paying attention, you might grab that clay because, wow, that clay's been there for a while. So, the tension from worker placement is wonderful. It's straightforward, but wonderful. But it's this long-term strategy. Having these 14 cards in a given game, you're only going to play four or five of them maybe six, because there's just no time to get all these things done. You'll learn a couple occupations, you'll make a few minor improvements, maybe one or two major improvements, but if you can work it all out so everything comes together brilliantly, you will reap huge rewards. And it is absolutely brilliant. And near infinite replayability. This game in the base box comes with so many cards, so much flexibility, so much replayability, because these cards are all powerful and interesting. And just, I mean, this game has had a decade, over a decade now of diehard fans developing cards. The publishers have been taking them, putting out more and more expansion content, but even the base game is amazing. And in fact, I believe this year, Agricola is going to be getting a 15th anniversary Super Deluxe Edition as well. I'm looking forward to checking that out. But yeah, I mean, folks, it's it's amazing. It is a number seven. Agricola. Yeah, there, I mean... 
all the reasons you're talking about. It's why it's an older game, but it's still relevant to this day. And again, hugely influential. And, um, you know, as you said, Uwe's masterpiece. Yep. Nice. nice uh, yes, I know. Okay. Anyway, I say that, folks. Uh, I'm hoping Ruel, I don't know what's on his list. I don't know what's coming. He doesn't know what's coming for me. I hope he doesn't have Caverna on his list because I'm sure some <laughs> people are saying, wait a minute, Caverna, which is basically a fantasy sequel yeah. to Agricola. Yeah, um, yeah. Most people consider it to be that their game. Be funny. Uh-uh. There is no two ways about it. Agricola yeah. is the superior design uh, because yeah. it makes you work harder. Uh, so for, Superior for me, anyway. I love it. But yeah. somehow, Ruel thinks there's something even better out there. What's our number six? Yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's stay in this realm of masterpieces. I believe the next one is this designer's masterpiece, and that's why it's oh. our number six of all time. Yeah. This is Martin Wallace's masterpiece, Brass Birmingham. Okay. Uh, this was a redo of his uh, game Brass and yes. um, or Brass you know, they, Lancashire. They redid- but the Lancashire. original game is Brass Lancashire. It got that's reprinted, right. and then Birmingham was a spinoff. That's right. Yes, yes. and I like Birmingham even more. I mm-hmm. just. Um, I, it's brilliant. It is. This is the game that really burns my brain, but oh, in yeah. a good way. You know, it's uh, you're building uh, networks or routes and uh, networks there. And I'm looking at your run through. Wow, I don't remember seeing this run through. That you've got the the camera on the uh, the stand there. Or the, this uh, is interesting. Uh, this is one of the last run throughs I ever did free cam style. Um, for wow. years, as I was doing free cam videos, I always had static cam views. It's just nobody yeah. ever saw them because I just listed them in the show notes. But I figured I, I better use this for here because I didn't want to have the camera whipping around and you know have people get motion yeah. sick and stuff like that. So that's a rare glimpse into what it was like for me to film those static cameras. Look at all the stuff on that camera. It was very heavy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, yeah, so this game... Uh, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant game. Yeah. Uh, it's a card-driven game, so you know you're just you're playing cards. Uh, you know, uh, gather or go to different uh, cities there in England. It's an industrial age game, so you're trying to develop different industries. You play in two ages, right? You're going to build uh, ship routes with uh, canals, and then after the the age uh, two uh, report age two starts, you're going to reset. You're going to start building railways, and you need to connect those in order to ship your goods and move them out. Gather the resources that you need to build those, and then score victory points based on that. And you're going to uh, eventually you know earn some steady income and this game is all about timing folks you really want to time it just right to sell at the highest price to you know sell your um uh, goods and your uh, resources and also to gather the resource that you need to unlock other things it's oh my gosh it, it, it i'm just looking at it it really makes my brain hurt but i've always enjoyed my uh plays of this um it's unlike any other game that i play um this is a heavier euro i mean it, it's heavy it, it's no ways about it yeah um and it's going to be about an hour and a half two hours maybe even three depending on player mm-hmm. count but boy oh boy it's for what it is it's so smooth playing and just a brilliant brilliant masterpiece that's why it's our number six brass birmingham i i can't argue with that um, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean the, the thing about that game is the synergy between players. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Oh, you you built that um that that beer brewery. Um, thanks. I'm gonna go ahead and take all that beer. I needed to yep. you know keep my workers happy. And you're like, yes, excellent. That's why I built it. Um, because this is a game where everything somebody does is going to potentially benefit someone else, and winning is all about reading the table. Oh, hey, you made a new canal or later on a rail line. Perfect. That's exactly what I need to connect mine. And that's why you did it because you're going to get a payday every time I use that canal made by you. So sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Wallace is, I mean, he's done a lot of amazing things, but I I think with a lot of people would agree with a good, with good reason. That is, is his number one game. Um, Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And yet, and yet there's something better. 
Somehow, right. folks, um, Ruel seemed to forget that as great as Brass Birmingham is, what's even better? Uh, something that has absolutely nothing to do with it. The cooperative dungeon crawling Gloomhaven. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gloomhaven is yeah. so, so good. So, so very good. And uh, first of all, I should say, I don't have Gloomhaven on screen right now. This is the sequel, Jaws of the Lion. It was just mm. uh, a nicer looking video. My Gloomhaven videos are really old and they were filmed with prototype parts. So if you're okay, I'll just show Jaws of the Lion, which is the sequel. But re- whether you play Jaws or Jaws of the Lion or the original Gloomhaven or the hopefully soon to be released this year, Frosthaven, the big super sequel everybody's waiting for, this is, it, Dungeon dr- um, Delving will never get any better than this as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I mentioned earlier how Terraforming Mars rocketed up the charts when it came out all those years ago. So did Gloomhaven. And Gloomhaven, I believe, is still sitting in the number one spot on BoardGameGeek. So amongst hardcore board game fans, everyone agrees, um, this is the king of the crop. But why? What makes this stand out? Because there's dozens, hundreds of dungeon crawl board games out there. This game, well, first of all, it's cooperative, but that's not what makes it special. What makes it special is the truly simple core idea that drives everything. While we are a group of mercenary adventurers going in, saving people, fighting monsters, whatever it is, standard fantasy stuff, our characters are driven by a hand of cards. We have our entire hand of cards for our character right at the beginning of adventure. Depending on the character, you might have eight cards, you might have 13 cards, but you don't have very many. And these cards represent everything you can do. And the brilliance of these cards is, each one of them is a multi-use card that can do four different things! Uh, They have two tops and two bottoms. And every round, every player is going to pick two cards from their hand to play. One of which they'll do an option from the top of one card and an option from the bottom of the other card. And that sounds simple. And it is simple. Um, But the depth and richness of this game comes from all the different ways you can combo all these cards to achieve your goals of trying to fight slimes or or um, you know loot treasure chests or whatever it's going to be. And um, oh, and I said they have four options because hey, you might want to play a card. They, they always have the really cool, interesting, complex action, but each card could also just be say, say hey, I'm just going to attack for two or I'm going to move for two. So they have really simple things they can do and really complex things they can do. And whether you like it, every round, you must pick two of those cards and play them. And, um, th- and at the end of your round, you will lose one of them. Uh, and the other one you will get to hold on to. But this is a war of attrition. You didn't start out with very many cards. And even though this game can take a couple hours to play, it's big and long, um, those 13 cards will slowly... Oh, now I'm just down to nine cards. And you're slowly losing them. And the game seems to be beautifully um, designed. So it's always when you kick down the door to the last room that you're like, I've only got three cards left. I don't know if we're going to be able to make this work. Ah! But uh, folks, I've kind of buried the lead. That's the basics of what's cool about the cards. But then there's the extra trick. We're all working cooperatively, but we're mercenaries. We don't necessarily trust each other. We've all just been hired to do this job, and we all have secret goals that we want to achieve to earn experience. While we all need to win to move forward in the game, I can't tell you that I'm secretly um, trying to be the player who gets the killing blow on at least X number of enemies. So sometimes it'll be real. You know, we'll be talking about strategy before we pick our cards, you know, like, and Rell will say, well, really, you should go over and do that. I'm like, nope, 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 I'm going to go kill that thing. I'm like, that thing's not even bothering us. Well, no, I got to go kill it. 
uh, trust me, it'll make sense. And um, you know, and that's a simple little thing, but it it really for me enriches the flavor of this game and makes me feel like I don't know if I can trust you at any given time. Why are you off looting all the time? Well, there's enough money to go around. Stop it. I have an objective. And I mean, I love that. There are yeah. so many things I love about this game. I could do an hour on this show. In fact, I have. You go watch my final thoughts for these games. Oh my gosh, I just won't stop talking about them. The other thing that I will come back to, I'll just mention one more thing. When you're deciding which two cards you're going to play, there's one other very important element. Each card has an initiative value on it. Yes. One of those two cards is going to be the speed with which you act. It's anywhere from um, 0 to 99. And I can't tell you, when I'm picking cards, what I'm going to pick. I can't tell you how fast I'm going to go. I could pick these two cards because what I plan to do is very quickly heal you and then run over and bomb that thing. And I'll hopefully, if I kill it, I'll be close enough that I can get the loot. That's my plan. I can talk to you about that in very simple forms. I can say, hey, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to hit that thing. But I can't tell you. I'm going to heal you for six points. I'm going to be able to move three steps. And this is this was originally designed because the game is so rich and complex. They wanted the game to be able to move along quickly. They didn't want players to you know spend too much time. Well, let's analyze everything. Oh, you can move four steps. If you could move five steps, well, I do have these boots. Those would let me move six. You know, it takes all that out. So the gameplay is much more smooth and streamlined because you're not allowed to dwell on all those little, um, you know, tricky, uh, you know, one more or one less point, um, you know, might make or break me. Tell me what you're going to do, but also tell me how fast you're going to go. Um, you say you're going to go fast. Well, I need to go before you. If I play this speed with a 22, will I go faster than you? Because if you're going to run away, I need to heal you before you run away. It's all I get. I'm going to go fast. I'm going to go pretty fast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well then, okay. I need to change my mind. Okay, I'm going to have to play my fastest card, and I'll have to put this other thing on hold. And then we reveal, and for you, you're a slow character. Pretty fast was like a 30. I'm like, ah! So it's an imperfect communication game that yeah. really enhances the overall feel. Although, to be fair, there are rules where you can have perfect communication if you want, and then you just have to increase the difficulty of the game because things get easier if everybody knows exactly when everybody's going to go. But, oh man, Jen and I love it to pieces. For a year, we devoted every Sunday to playing this. No, no matter what was going on in our lives, we were going to get together. So we've actually finished the main storyline of Gloomhaven, which is very tough for us in my line of work wow. where I'm constantly playing new games. But Gloomhaven, we played it to pieces. Uh, it's the, my, it's as far as I'm concerned, the greatest dungeon crawl of all time, and it is number five on the list. Gloomhaven. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about that initiative system and the imperfect communication. Yes. For me, that's that's what made my experience with. It. I've had very limited experience with Gloomhaven, but I've dropped in a couple of different campaigns with friends and just. That part of it has always stood out to me, and it's uh, it's fun, fun, fun. And one of these days, I, I I would love to you know run the whole campaign, but you know, like you said, it's you have to devote the time to it. Uh, it's it's not something you just pick up and go. Like I really I want to uh, fully experience it now. The Jaws of the Lion. Um, how how did you find that? That's a smaller, uh, more yes. accessible version, correct? That was the other reason I decided to show Jaws of the Lion. Even though I'm, I'm when I say Gloomhaven, I'm talking about the entire Gloomhaven system. However, you're right. going to play Gloomhaven, I'm talking about that. If I have at all piqued your interest, folks, if you've heard about it and this pushed you over the line, do not go out and pick up Gloomhaven. It's very big, it's very heavy, it's very expensive. It's a huge commitment. Go out and get Jaws of the Lion, which is priced very comparable to a regular board game. It comes with 25 missions, 4 unique characters, and one of the industry's best tutorials ever. Nice. An amazing tutorial that'll take you through the first few missions. And, um, and just, I mean, because... Gloomhaven comes with a super thick manual. It's daunting to learn how to play this game. It is the very definition of throwing people into the deep end of the pool. But Jaws of the Lion 
really puts those waiters on you. You're having fun in those first few missions, learning things step by step. It's so brilliantly done. And it's a relatively um, low-priced game, certainly compared to Gloomhaven itself, which is a ginormous right. box with a ginormous yeah. amount of content. Jaws of the yeah. Lion. Uh, but again, I, I could have said Jaws of the Lion was number five, but for me, it's just all of Gloomhaven combined. Agreed. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, you could get Jaws of Lion at like your local Target, you know, for yes. you know, mm-hmm. really, really dirt cheap. So a great choice. All right. Now, before I move to number four, I had tough. Uh, I had a tough time figuring out where I was going to put this number four. I okay. might have gone. I was thinking it should go lower, but as we put together this list, it kept going higher and higher in my my estimation. And it's my favorite worker placement game of all time. It is number four, Viticulture Essential Edition. Okay, um, I, you know what? Fun. I should have known that. Okay, I should have yeah. known that. The, this one again. There are more complex. Uh, worker placement games, um, but this one, for my money, it really melds the theme and the mechanisms together perfectly. There's no other place I'd rather be than in Italy on a vineyard, you know, trying to become the most prosperous uh, a vineyard of them all. And you know, I, I want to talk about this too in the sense that as far as a solo game, this was hugely influential because it was the first game with the Automa system. Yes, and the Automa yes. has become my favorite way to play a solo game. It's card driven. It's very those are very simple systems to learn, and they give you a very nice feel for the uh, the, the true game. And as you can see there in the run through, I'm actually playing it solo there on my channel there. And what you're doing is sending out your workers in the vineyard to do different tasks to grow uh, 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 grapes to become wine. And you're going to get them. You're going to stomp on them. Uh, make you know, make wine. And you're going to age the grapes and wine year to year. That's round after round. And eventually fill orders. And um, you know, some customers want red wine. Some want wine white. Some want champagne, and so forth. Just everything about this. I love this. The first time I played it, I fell in love with it, and it's, it, the, my love for it's only grown, especially with the expansions. Uh, Tuscany, if you're a hardcore gamer, I think Tuscany is a must. It gets a different board, gives you more actions, yeah. more things to do. You can add in buildings and um, all kinds of other goodies. And recently, just uh, just this past week, mm-hmm. they uh, put up Viticultural World yes. um, uh, for sale, and that is the cooperative version. You can check it out here on Rotto Runs Through, um, his uh, run through on it. I'm also going to be running through it on my uh, Twitch channel live uh, real soon. I'm looking forward to the cooperative uh, game. Michelle and I love this game. All my friends love this game. Uh, for my money, this is the perfect worker placement game that melds the worker placement mechanism and theme. I mean, you're literally sending workers out there to do the work of uh, running a vineyard. And another, I, I should say, along with the Automa system, another thing this brought in was the Grande Worker, which yeah. I love. This is a worker that, you know, most worker placement games, you go on a spot, you've blocked it off from the other players. The Grande Worker, it's literally a bigger uh, meeple, what can go on those spots that have already been used, and you can use that same action. I love that, because I never feel like I'm shut out of stuff. I just have to save my wor- Grande Worker for uh, the spot that I really want. But I I adore this game uh, from start to finish, and that's why it's our number four, Viticulture Essential Edition. Well, let me just say, you're welcome, if you love the Grande that much, because... I had a little bit of impact on the design of this game. Uh, I yes, covered it when it was on story, Ki- please. Yeah, well, it's, it's not much of a story. I covered it when it was on Kickstarter. I had some yeah. complaints about it um, for me and Jen as a particular type of player. Jamie took that on board and said, "Hmm, you know what? Way we could fix that. How about the Grande? The Grande used to work very differently in the pre-release edition. It was much more limited, and so things changed around a little bit." 
that's just in part because of my video, but uh, nice. yeah, uh, that that's neither here nor there. The game stands on its own. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Whichever version you get, the Essential Edition or the Original Edition with the Tuscany, but man, I cannot agree enough. What really elevates this game to the stratosphere is the new Viticulture World expansion, which does such a brilliant job of taking what was a brilliant competitive worker placement game and turning it into that rarest of beasts, a brilliant cooperative worker placement game. And, oh man, wait till you try the new solo mode. The old solo Automa system was nice, but playing the yeah. co-op solo... Oh, oh my gosh, it is... Um, they came up with... The uh, the Automa developers went back uh, and they came up with a completely new way to do it that's so simple and elegant and brilliant. And I am sure a lot of people agree. I mean, uh, for a lot of people, Viticulture is the number one. Actually, I love... We're streaming live right now on uh, June 7th and somebody in the chat says, as you were leading up to it, there is my number four, Caverna. But then you didn't. Uh, you were leading up. Oh, what's up? Yeah. But uh, yeah, a, a, a fantastic game. Uh, totally yeah. worth it. And okay. So I think we've just gone for number four, which is something that everybody, everywhere will agree with. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't put it there, but can't blame him. Yeah. It deserves it. Yeah. To the weirdest entry on this list, the one that's really going to make people say, What? Okay. Really? Your number three, the R&R show's number three greatest game of all time is Shadowrun Crossfire? Yes, it is. What? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. As wow. if on cue. Um, the the, the human cry heard around the land. What? Really? Shadowrun Crossfire? Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. This game. This game is as close to perfection as I have ever seen. Uh, you know, a wonderful, fast-playing, cooperative card game set in a cyberpunk future. Although it's a really... Uh, the uh, For folks who don't know, the Shadowrun role-playing system, which this is based on, is actually a cyberpunk fused with fantasy. Uh, because apparently, and I don't know, in the year 2010 or something like that, Fantasy creatures start showing up in our worlds, and then a hundred years later, we're in Blade Runner, but there's orcs and stuff running around. So, I have to admit, I've never... The Shadowrun is always an interesting idea, but it's never really attracted me. I'm not here for that. I am here for the absolutely rock-solid, brilliant cooperative play. And one of the things that really elevates this for me and my wife, Jen, is it is, at once, one of the fastest-playing co-op games you will ever play. Jen and I will finish a game of this from start to finish, including setup in a half an hour. Um, you know, and... Uh, it's also one of the hardest. Most people who play this for the first few times, or you know, maybe for the first many times, come away saying, this game is practically impossible to win. It's totally unbeatable because every round, um, you know, we are adventurers. We've just finished a heist. It, everything went bad, and we're just trying to get out of town. And every single mercenary in the city of future cyberpunk Seattle, actually, is chasing us down, trying to kill us and get the bounty. And all we're trying to do is survive um, and just take out all the baddies who come after us. And we're doing it through a very simple deck building system. Uh, you start with a very small deck of cards. Over the course of the game, you'll buy maybe five or six cards. And you know, But I mean, your deck had like 10, 12 cards to begin with, so there wasn't very much anyway. But every purchase you make in this game is so important because you'll see that card over and over and over again. And um, they are cards that uh, you know, you'll give you resources for other things. They have all kinds of interesting powers. There's different colors that represent different types of things they can do. Kind of almost a Magic the Gathering style thing, but still very different in feel. But um, 
the reason, the thing that elevates this so far above, it comes back to what I was just saying. Most people, the first few times they play, they think this game is literally impossible. You cannot win. And that is because this game throws every single preconceived notion you have about how to survive in a co-op fantasy adventure game out the window. Uh, like, a really good example is, do not buy the healing cards. The dock wagon. Everybody sees that, oh, of course, we, we, we only have a few hit points. And every time we get hit, I mean, of course, we should use this to keep myself and my teammate alive. No. Um, if you are playing defense, then you are losing. If you are just trying to staunch the bleeding, you will not make it out alive. This game is all about being on offense, because there's one brilliant thing. You're going to go through three waves of bad guys. And if you can get through a wave fast enough, however, whatever it takes to do, um, then you will get a free extra shopping round with extra rewards and extra free healing. So everything about this game is timing your momentum, the tempo that you are fighting with. And the other thing, I actually, I did a little miniature stri- uh, strategy guide. If you do a search for Rado strategy tips, um, it was, um, oh, with, uh, oh, I can't think of her name now. Uh, you know, it, it, it really great. Uh, you probably know her well. I know she's in L.A. She does a series of, of uh, you know, Tell Me How to Play, I think, is the name of the show. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, show Me How to Win. Right? Show Me How to Win. Show Do a to... search for Rado. Show Me How to Win, and you'll see me uh, with Jackie. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I'm just giving you a brief thing of what I talked about there. The other thing is, do not play all your cards. Uh, you know, deck builder games have, t- have taught you, hey, okay, I've got all these cards, I gotta play them. Play them, play them, play them, so I can get more. Yep. That's a way to die in this game. Only play a card when it's really gonna matter. If it only gets you halfway towards fighting a monster, don't play it. Hold on to it, because chances are, next round, you're gonna need it for something much more important. And so, this game, it just throws every convention out the window. It breaks the rules of deck builders, it breaks the rules of co-ops, and it provides you with one of the fastest playing, most um, aggressive, challenging games there is. And um, and don't feel too bad, because if you lose, hey, it only took you like 20 minutes, and you can set up and play it again immediately. Again, like Gloomhaven before it, I barely scratched the surface. Another thing I love is the abort. If one, if you are, if, if everybody in the team goes down and there's only one person left, the rules change. Every single bad guy jumps on that last remaining hero player, and if that hero player can survive one round going through that gamut, they successfully pull everybody out. So it's an alternate win condition. And when Jen and I have pulled that off, it's almost better than getting a straight win because it's it's right out of an action movie. And you everything about this game, you're just constantly envisioning the you know these uh, rain swept um, cyberpunk alleys, fights for the death, stopping every once in a while to you know to recharge and get some extra gear and hopefully get out of town. I love everything about it. I should say, I'm sure some people ask, well, what about Dragonfire, um, which is basically the sequel and it's set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. I've actually talked about that quite a bit in my final thoughts on Dragonfire. It's very, very nice, but they made some changes to actually simplify the game and make it easier, and I prefer... I'm a bit of a masochist. I like getting beat up, which is why Shadowrun Crossfire comes in at number three. Wow. I I knew how much you loved this game. I didn't know it was going to be this highly ranked, so I am... Yeah, I need to play this game. Wow. It sounds so cool, and for a 20 or 30-minute game, oh, that sounds like such a great experience, and I can't wait to try it. So... 30, 30 minutes, This the game for my personal, or our number two, my personal number one mm-hmm. of all time, it does not take 30 minutes to play. Yeah. In fact, it doesn't even take 30 minutes to teach the game, to learn the game. It's going to take a lot longer. Uh, my number, my favorite game of all time, and uh, it's our number two, Twilight Imperium, 
fourth edition. No surprise if you know me, folks. I absolutely love this game. And this is such an outlier for me because yeah. I do not like games that take more than two hours to play. I'm more of a give me an hour and a half at most an hour. But this one just it it takes six hours to play normally. And I've played the I've played the game my most recent game. It nearly broke me. I play a twelve hour <laughs> game of this with the expansion. But it's so unique. There's nothing else like it, and it is an event, folks. It is not just a game. It's an event. You plan for a whole day. You plan out with your friends. It is a 4X game. Uh, it's a space opera in a box, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. 17 different factions. They all play differently. It's asymmetrical. And what are you trying to do? It's just a race to 10 points. That's it. A very simple race to 10 points, but it's going to take you hours to get there, so be prepared. But here's the thing. As much as this game is hyped for its length, it's not that complicated, folks. You're doing one exactly one action per turn, and okay. most of the time you're getting you know you're going to do the actions that are listed on your player aid. You also have strategy cards that you're going to do. So if you do a strategy card, other players can follow, and it's very much like uh, Puerto Rico, where you get mm. like a lesser ability form of that action, which I think is brilliant because it keeps you engaged in the game. Uh, as you see in the video there, you can see one of the factions, many of, of them. Boy, oh boy, this game, it, there's a, a negotiation, uh, a diplomacy factor to this game that kicks into play when someone takes over the middle planet, the main planet of the universe, which is Mechatol Rex. A little shout out to my friend Becca Scott. We call it Mechatol Rex in her honor whenever we get together to play. Um, boy, oh boy, uh, it's just, it, it's epic in all sense of the of the word. Um, you start in your little corner of the galaxy with a few ships. You're going to eventually spread out spread out your influence, and you are going to fight. But here's the thing. As much as this game is a 4X, you don't have to do... You don't have to get into combat to win. Yeah. I've been in games, several games, where players have either only gotten to one fight or no fights, because... There are different objectives. You have your public objectives that people all shoot for, for the point. But then you have secret objectives, too. And you can get those throughout the game. And those uh, range from, like, hey, just have a certain number of resources that you can spend. Or, hey, have a certain number of influence. uh, Control different types of planets. So it's not always about conflict. But it's that threat of conflict that drives this game. And, oh, the stories of this game. So I did, (laughs) let me back up. I did this challenge before the pandemic. I wanted to play Twilight Imperium 10 times in a calendar year. And I accomplished that through, um, you know, friends and, you know, different conventions. And every single one of those games, I can tell you a little bit about every single one because they're so unique and they tell such great stories of how, hey, you know, my my uh, my space cats, the... Um, um, <laughs> Emirates of Hakan, we were able to rule the universe through our, you know, uh, awesome trade values and being able to trade with uh, folks in order to, I was able to, you know, uh, sneak away with the victory because I was able to get enough goods to do this on the final turn. There's so many stories like that. I mean, just uh, epic battles, epic uh, confrontations, and always inevitably someone hosing someone uh, through, a, uh, through a deal like, oh, I promise I won't uh, attack you on this turn. But that doesn't mean I can't <laughs> yeah. attack you on the next turn, yep, and yep, that's yep. going to happen. Uh, this is not the game for everyone, but at the same time, I feel like uh, gamers, folks, give it a shot if you can, because it's such an event and it's such so epic in scope, and everything works together, everything makes sense. It just takes a while to play, and when I mean a while, I mean all day. But it's my number one in a game of all time, and it's our number two on yes. the R&R Show's Top 100 of All Time, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Yeah, I I do look for, even though it's not my cup of tea. I do look forward. I yeah. I feel like it's on my bucket list. I have to try that at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, 
Yeah. And that's what it was. It was on my bucket list for years. And, you know, uh, again, thanks to uh, Becca and um, Jake uh, Michaels, um, director over there uh, that she works with uh, on Good Time Society. He invited me to a game one time and I sat down I played. And I was, it lived up to all the hype and then some and I fell in love with it. Again, it's not something I'm going to play on a regular basis. But when I do, it's an event and it's so special and I, I love it so much. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I you, you said right up front, the video we were watching, we were watching a bunch of images because I don't have a video of it on the channel. And yeah. I keep pestering Shay Parker, another contributor to the channel. Shay, it's your number one game of all time, too. Where's yeah. my Twilight Imperium 4 <laughs> run through on the channel? Well, yeah. you know where he lives. Go beat down his door. I want the two of you doing a run through of this thing so that, the rest of the yeah. world can get a sense for why it's our number two. Yeah. And you know, speaking of Shay, I do want to mention this. Uh, his oh, yeah. channel, RTFM, uh, he has the number one rules teach of that video. Yes. And I that's how I learned the game. And because of Shay's video, I give that video to any new player. I say, watch this first because it's the best explanation, bar none, um, out there uh, for, for that game. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, okay. this is it, folks. You've been waiting this since February it. for the number one. And if you're at all familiar with me and my channel... You knew what it was back in February. Well, <laughs> what's my number one game of all time? We have not worked this out ahead of time. I think you can probably take a fairly good educated guess. I'll take a stab at this. Is it uh, Caverna? No. Is no. it uh, Pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is Pandemic. Nice. Uh, pandemic, uh, top ranked game in the world, according to me. And I know it ranks incredibly high for you as well, right? It does. It's, yeah. uh, just a real quick, a quick personal note. This is the game that got me into the hobby. I yep. bought this me uh, too. as a birthday present to myself. Yes, and I soloed it. And Michelle really wasn't into the gameplay, but I loved it. And that's what got me into the hobby. Yes. Yep. Well, I mean, I think everybody knows about Pandemic. I don't know that I really have to spend much time. First of all, let me say, when I put it in the number one spot, it's not just core vanilla Pandemic. Uh, again, like I mentioned with Gloomhaven, I'm talking about the Pandemic experience. Because... Over the years, we have got so many uh, expansions for Pandemic. Pandemic really um, popularized the idea of legacy gameplay with Pandemic Legacy Season 1, which was such a hugely important milestone for the history of the industry. And we've gotten all these really awesome spinoffs like Fall of Rome and um, oh, uh, oh, what, uh, you know, uh, uh, Iberia and whatnot. So all those things combined all in my head goes into the soup that is Pandemic and becomes the number one. But what is Pandemic? Pandemic is a uh, cooperative race against time to save the world from the spread of various uh, virulent diseases. And, of course, it's a particularly timely game in the world we live in right now. And, you know, I've talked about this in the past, and some people are like, well, isn't it kind of bad taste to talk about Pandemic? I don't think so, because the story Pandemic tells casts us in the role of true heroes— First, um, you know, frontline first responders, medical personnel whose only goal in life is to save lives and stop the spread of disease. To me, Pandemic has always told the story of humanity at its best in darkest times. And I mean, I think it reminds us of everybody. We owe such a huge uh, mountain of gratitude to all these people in real life. When I play this game, I am thinking of the doctors and nurses who have helped me and my family. I am thinking of the people who are out there trying to get um, you know fresh drinking water um, you know so that uh, disease won't spread all this kind of stuff because in this game it's it's actually everything else I just set aside an incredibly important influential design it might not be the yes. first co-op game out there but this is the one that made the industry say oh 
There's a market for co-op, and it created a blueprint that probably 80% of all successful co-op games now follow. I like to call it the Fighting Fires blueprint, because you've got a board, and every round there's going to be some randomizing feature. In this game, it's a deck of cards that will make cubes appear, that you have to go out and fight. And these things will spread if left alone. They will metastasize. And so you're always having to work with your fellow players to come up with the best strategy to stay one step ahead of them. But you have to divide your time between just fighting all those fires. I mean, sometimes this has actually showed up in real firefighting games, actually, more than one. Um, But you always have some central goal that you're trying to achieve, too. In this game, we're trying to actually cure the diseases. And at its heart, the way we do all this is multi-use cards. Nobody ever talks about this. Pandemic is one of the greatest examples of multi-use cards in the history of the industry. Because you generally have a hand of, uh, depending on player count, you start with a different number of hands, but you draw more cards over time. There's a maximum hand size you can have. And each one of these cards represents a city somewhere in the world. And these cards can be used for several different things. If you're in that city, you can play the card to fly anywhere you want. If you're anywhere but that city, you can play the card to fly directly there. Um, if that, ca- if you have in your hand a group of cards of the same color that represents a region of the world, you can discard them at certain places in the world to cure the disease that's associated with that region. And that is what we are trying to to do in this game as fast as we can, racing against time. Um, and I mean, I won't go into all the different variants and offshoots and all that, but every single version of Pandemic you'll ever play has that core idea of firefighting. I'm actually showing a brief video I did once of Pandemic on the Brink, which um, is one of, it was the first expansion and still one of the best. Also, not for nothing, Pandemic has had such a huge impact on me and my wife's life, in part because, like Ruel, this is what got me into the hobby. I bought it because it was recommended to me at a board game store called Blue Highway Games in Seattle when I went in looking for a copy of Travel Scrabble because Jen and I were about to take a trip and they said, no, you're not going to buy that. Tell me what, tell me about yourself. What do you and your wife like? And I walked out of there with Pandemic and that led to where we are today, quite frankly. Um, I, you know, if I'd chosen a different game, I don't think this is where we'd be. Um, also, my wife, who is a glass artist uh, of, you know, a gamer glass dot art. One of her most popular lines of g- gamer glass pieces she makes is the pandemic of virus set uh, that we've got there oh, cool. on screen. Uh, they're just uh, c- cute, adorable. Yeah. Uh, just adds a little bit of color and flavor to the game. But you know, I mean. I just talked about it quite a bit, and I said I wasn't going to need to because everybody knows what Pandemic is, and yet I just spent so much time, so I'm going to stop right there. Pandemic, especially, more than anything else, uh, above all else, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is has given me and my wife, literally, in my 53 years on this planet, the best gameplay experience of anything. And I put sports, I put video games, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 moved us in such a way and it moved the industry it's an incredibly important game and it's a brilliant game number one on our list pandemic yeah no surprises there and for for good reason yeah pandemic legacy one of my all-time favorite legacy experiences like you said the storyline of that is outstanding and you know just a little shout out to one of my favorite versions of it the uh, dice game i I love uh, pandemic the cure Uh, it's a very uh neat little Mm -hmm. implementation using dice which i always enjoy i before the the smaller box versions of the game came out, uh, like North America yep. and Europe, mm-hmm. um, I was using Ken, t- Pandemic Cure as the one to introduce new players to. Oh, but, a fantastic um, gateway 
game, a fantastic yeah. travel game yeah. too. Uh, Pandemic yes, the right. Cure, definitely. Yeah. Where it basically it's Pandemic and it replaces the cards that drive everything with dice that yep. drive everything. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. I mean, there's so many wonderful shades of Pandemic out there. How could it That's not right. be the greatest yes. game board game of all time? Some might agree, but I, I stand by it. Okay, folks. All right. We've done it. Started in February. Wow. We did ended it in June. Phew. Yeah. Woo. Okay. But oh, before God. we go, folks, were you listening? Did one of us say the secret word Dolly? Did you, Ruel? I don't remember if I did. I, 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 I don't know. And folks, you have to listen. <laughs> and if you heard one of us say it, send the name of the game to contest at rotto.com. Oops, I put the wrong thing. Uh, send the name of the game uh, to contest at rotto.com. I remember right at the beginning, I deleted everything. I was so dumb and oh, I couldn't undelete right, it. Yeah. Uh, Windows <laughs> Notepad doesn't really have much in the way of undelete, unfortunately. I really need to upgrade. Um, but if you if you heard one of us say, Dolly, what game was it? Send that name of the game as the subject. Uh, and you'll be entered to win First Rat, which again, I, this is a lovely, lovely game. Really very, very surprising. And that's it. We're wow. done. Okay, we Ruel. Again, as we said up front, this is the uh, final weekly episode of the R&R. We were doing it just about a year. I think we started I think we started in late June or early July of last year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, right. it has been a long road, but the road is not over, folks. It's going to continue. Uh, um you'll, you'll be able to see us on June uh, 28th and 29th. We'll be doing we'll be getting together for another R&R. So hey, you know what? Absent makes the heart go fronder. It'll be a bit more of an event. That's right. But we'll That's still right. be doing stuff in the meantime um, as more and more content gets unlocked by folks watching on Twitch. So I want to say a big shout out to everybody to our our little board game family we've developed over the last year on Twitch. Uh, uh, really, so satisfying to see our little community grow here. Uh, but not, don't want to, you know. Thanks to everybody on YouTube who watches this yep. show and makes it uh, as popular as it is. Uh, I'm yeah. always surprised that within the first week we generally have about five thousand views. Within the first month, often we have upwards of ten. That's a huge hit. So, yeah. well, we're we're not done yet. We got to keep no. on working yeah. on it. We're, we're going to keep doing it. And again, just along those lines, I want to thank everyone on YouTube, Twitch, and also the BGG Guild just, you know, for welcoming me with open arms here on the Rotto uh, channel. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all have been nothing but kind and welcoming, and it's been a, an honor and uh, a pleasure working with Richard every week. But again, we're not done. We're going to continue yeah. this just on a different uh, uh, schedule uh, from here on out. So yep. we got plenty of stuff to go. And we're not done right now either because right. I'm going to say thanks for watching. Talk to you later so long. Bye-bye. And then we're going to go to the post show, and we're going to have a little bit of chit chat with the audience so uh ruel once again thanks for going on this journey with me audience thanks for making it all possible and along those same lines thanks to sponsor of the show pegasus north america have a very very nice day everybody talk to you later so long uh bye bye boom okay Hello. okay Whew. we did it good vibes, good vibes. thank you yes thank you um, so let's let's do some Q and A. But uh, are, you, are you okay with the, some Q and A for the next few minutes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're the okay. one who always has to rush. So you tell yeah, me how so, much time do you got? Uh, I've got time. I just I want to take a bio break right now. <laughs> just give me a few minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you're saying can I can I can I handle it? Oh, and they're they're yeah. throwing a big sloshy mugs of beer to try and make you go even beer. more. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll be right uh, back. We'll see you in a second. I'll start doing some Q and A. Boop boop boo. It's a me, Mario. Okay. Hey everybody. 
Did you enjoy it? Um, were there any surprises on my side at all? And for fans of Ruel, were there any surprises also? Well, we're going to do some Q&A now. Let's uh, be, let me update the post-show. Or, or see, the R&R post-show save. And let's see what we got. Okay, we've got a few questions. Remember, folks, if you have questions, please submit them with a question mark at the beginning of the content, or on the comment, so it goes into this queue. Let's see. Um, oh, right off the bat. Uh, did folks hear the dolly? I had two ways I was going to do it. And I ultimately went with the the slightly cheesy one. Uh, um, that uh, Maybe it's a little too obvious, but I, I just couldn't not do it. Um, although I'm sure for some people, the way I use Dolly, like, what? What does... What? Who? Uh, because, of course, I'm very old and all my references are very old as well. Okay. Um, you got a question for Ruel there, so we'll skip that one for now. Um, let's see. Oh, let's, ju- let's jump down to the end. On Pandemic, how do I feel about In the Lab where you have to discover... I really like In the Lab a lot. Um, when I first played In the Lab, honestly, I thought it was my favorite thing. Over time... I mean, the extra level of complexity that expansion um, brings, I have cooled on it a little bit. And at this point, I think I appreciate On the Brink a little bit more. You know, because Pandemic at its heart is so silky smooth and elegant. There's, there's a reason it's such a successful, what do you call it, um, 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 gateway game, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, heck, it was, it was both Ruel's and my gateway game. And in the lab, I, I really love all the intricacy, and I, and I love the, uh, the, the storytelling it does. It really feels like we're having to deal with all the stuff people do, with the centrifuges and all the different ways that you develop the antidotes. But um, it's not my favorite. In fact, I uh, got together with Lizzie of Long Distance Gamers last year, and we did a top 10. Uh, we Actually, we did two top 10s. We did a top 10 pandemic mechanisms, where we ranked all the favorite mechanisms. But then we also did a top 10. Here's the, uh, you know, of all the spinoffs and expansions, which are our favorites. And uh, so you can, if you want to know more about how I feel about it, you can go check that out. Okie doke. Um, all back. right. Oh, oh, hey. Um, oh, are, are, are you're coming back? Ruel yeah. is back. He has uh, vacated his bladder. Too much information, I'm sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, and there you are. Let me get you back. Focus. There we go. Back in focus. Hey. Okay, All cool, right. cool, cool. What did I miss? Um, a couple of questions. Well, mostly I just okay. talked more about pandemic. But um, oh, I was nice. just about to answer uh, Lita Junks, who asked, when is the uh, winner of the uh, first rat? I totally forgot to say that. Normally, I try to say that in the show. What's going to happen is, a week oh. from today, on um, what? On the 14th of June... Uh, I'm still going to be here live. It's not going to be the R&R show, but I'm still going to be doing live. It's going to be a top 10 that I'm doing with the audience. And one of the things I'll do that day is I will announce. So everybody has until um, basically the morning of June 7th to enter if you heard somebody... Oh, you know, you know, it was me. If you heard me say Dolly. Yeah. And if you didn't hear me say Dolly, don't beat yourself up, folks. Every week. I mean, don't feel bad. I mean, I, I, I always get people who subscribe and therefore, if they whisper me, I'll just tell them where it is. And they're always like, oh, I feel really silly. I couldn't find it. Folks, you're not alone. I probably tell at least a dozen people every week who either back the show on Patreon and therefore have gotten the, uh, hey, get to know where the secret word is and also here. So, yeah, don't, don't hesitate to ask if you missed the Dolly. Yeah. Okay, uh, or, uh, but forget about the dolly. Um, all eyes now focus on, the, is that the Mookie? That's the, the meatball. meatball That's the, the meatball. Yeah, face up, come cool. on. Stop hiding your beautiful yeah. little face. 
yeah, people saying, hey, you know, the show's over. You should be playing with us right now. But uh, I'm hanging out, answering questions. Folks, this is Meeple. We have another pug named Mookie who joined our family about two months ago, and we love having him here. And they just wanted to say hello. Meeple has a lot of gray on the muzzle. I thought they yeah, were young, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Like, Meeple's only two, but she's prematurely gray. And then Mookie, he's one and a half. And he has no grace, so I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, just All right. just her style, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, um, okay, you're back. You can continue. take over the questioning stuff. Yeah, and I. Uh, so uh, this one, okay, this one, uh, this is actually for for you. I'm wondering, or Kabuki Kids, wondering, will you continue to do the 24 hour delay on YouTube content going forward? Um, probably. I mean, it, more than anything else, just out of uh, habit. Plus, the reality is. On Tuesday, after we are done, I don't know what Ruel goes and does, but then I go and I sit in this room for another couple hours and spend a lot of time editing and rendering and turning this big monstrosity of whatever we've got into a packageable standalone show that I can put on YouTube. I I could turn around and try to get it out, but I wouldn't be able to get it out until like 8 or 9 o'clock at night when um, YouTube Analytics tells me nobody is watching anyway, or, you know, the vast... so, So, you know, even if I could put them out the same day, and I'm not supposed to, but... Twitch doesn't care. I mean, yeah. we know other YouTube channel or Twitch channels that simulcast about. So I could get away with it, but you know, it's I, 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 I have come to appreciate the specialness of the live and then doing the other thing. All that yeah. said, remember last week or no, it was the week before when we did that first uh, new attempt at a Kickstarter show. Yep. Um, my intention is because I'm still going to be doing live streaming once a, a month, maybe twice a month with Ruel, depending on how fast things get unlocked, but, um, also just doing other stuff. Uh, one of the segments I'll probably be doing before I get to the main thing, whether it's the podcast is a little Kickstarter. Remember we were talking about the crowd sorcery or the crowd sauce or whatever it's the called. Sauce, yeah. That's going to become an ongoing thing where as I need to, that might be a weekly or maybe a bi-weekly thing. And that I think I will put up the same day. So whatever I streamed on Tuesday, the, the lion's share of it will go up on Wednesday, but the crowd sorcery will go up on Tuesday evening. Chances are because sometimes, oh, it's going to end pretty soon. I got to get it up, kind of a thing. So that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. Cool. Okay. Um, from Fidelia, what are your thoughts on the Spiel des Jahres and more important uh, for us on the Kennerspiel nominees this year? Uh, that's Ooh. a good question. As I recall, I hardly recognized any of them, right? Spiel. Same here. Spiel des Jahres 2022. Jahres. Let's take a looky loo. All right. Um, here's the first. Uh, our, our one I got coming back to okay. the browser. It's Opinionated Gamers. So the Spiel nominees oh, are Cascadia, Scout, and Top Ten. And uh, I've never heard of Top Ten or Scout. Those are both abstract card games. I'm personally not interested in them at all, but I'm sure they're great. Mm-hmm. Cascadia, yeah. I think, would be a totally deserving winner. And yep, I have a I hard agree. time imagining anybody saying boo if it were to win. Yep, I agree. Yep. Uh, I've played Scout. It's a really, it, it is a, a nice little abstract uh, card game, but I just think Cascadia is on another level. Yep. Um, here's my, here's the one thing I'll say about Cascadia that kind of confuses me. Honestly, uh-huh. if you'd asked me, I would have guessed it would have gotten a Kennerspiel nomination. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. I mean, I, yeah, because I mean, for folks yeah. who don't know, I mean, the Spiel des Jahres and the Kennerspiel are the most important and influential. They are literally the Academy Awards of the board game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they are awarded by a German uh, nominating and judging group, and whatever game wins becomes a monster hit. 
you know, and makes it literally kind of makes fortunes kind of thing. So it's a big deal who wins. Um, and the thing is, people are always confused because the Kennerspiel, uh, Kenner, I remember Kenst means knowledge or you know. So I think Kennerspiel is like, oh, knowledgeable games kind of thing. I remember Neurambition from my German 102 in college. And I remember <laughs> Kenner or Kenst was all about knowing or knowledge. Uh, the Kennerspiel are supposed to be the heavy games. That's what everybody right. thinks, but that's not what they are. The the Spiel des Jahres is supposed to be something that an average family who doesn't really know much about board games could buy and teach themselves how to play. And that's uh, and then the Kenner Spiel is supposed to be that same family. You know what? After they've played a bunch of games, if they're ready to go to the next level. And yeah. now there's no consistency because sometimes they'll they'll break their rules and put in some insanely hugely complicated thing that is no way a gateway plus. But strictly speaking, generally on average, Spiel des Jahres is the best gateway, and the Kenner Spiel is the best gateway plus. So that's right. honestly. I, I guess Cascadia is... I mean, there's no hidden information in Cascadia, right? That's right, yeah. So that's why. Because people can help each other, right? Yep. If there were, if, if you had to keep your tiles hidden or secret, and you couldn't ask, well, what am I supposed to do now? I think it, it maybe would have bumped it up to Kennerspiel as a more of a next step game. And then speaking right. of the Kennerspiels, Cryptid, Dune Imperium, Living Forest. Right. Um, and uh, I have not played Cryptid because it doesn't work for two. <laughs> Honestly, if I have people complain a lot about the Spiel des Jahres nominees, for the most part, I'm yeah. pretty cool with them. I think, but the one thing that bothers me is they're almost—I mean, the the regularity that they ignore couples gamers because you know what? There are a couple of—it's not just about families. It's about yeah. boyfriends and girlfriends, husbands and wives, husbands and husbands, wives and wives. You know, I mean, it, it's it's about groups of two. They want to be able to be introduced to games as well. And honestly, if I were a member of the jury for these, I would pretty much rule out anything that does not have a really solid two-player option. And and Cryptid doesn't. I mean, I'm sure Cryptid is great. um, But yeah, so I haven't played it. Dude Imperium is brilliant. Honestly, I think that's a reasonable... I think that's a totally reasonable thing to put on here. And um, Living Forest... I'm familiar with it, but I haven't played it. I'd really like to. It looks very pretty, but I haven't played yeah, it. Yeah, it does. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. Okay, uh, so you one, have not played it interesting, Yeah, I've not played it either. One, one interesting thing, uh, if people are looking at, like, why is Cryptid nominated? Uh, these are uh, when the games are published in Germany, yes, correct? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Cryptid, obviously, we've had it for a couple of years here in North America, but it had just been released in Germany there. That's why it's nominated this year yeah. for Kenner Spiel. Often, whenever yeah. you look at these things and you say, what? You have to remember, this is by a German-nominating jury and judging jury, specifically targeting German audiences. They don't care about the rest of the world. um, It's it's all about Germany, and so that's why often a game that... How could they not miss it? Oh, because it didn't come out in Germany. Uh, It it won't come out, and you you might hear about it two years later, which is the case in Cryptid. So you play Cryptid, though, right? Yeah, Cryptid is wonderful. It, it, it's great. And again, it's not really my... Uh, I always say this. I'm not really into deduction games or whatever, but yeah. I, there are some that really uh, really speak to me, and I think um, um, Cryptid was one of them. It was a really well-designed game. Uh, we also have the Kinderspiel. Those are the ones for the mm-hmm, younger mm-hmm, gamers, mm-hmm. right? So uh, these I'm not familiar with. Um, but I do see there's uh, Quacks and Company, which is the Quacks of Quillenberg, uh, like the family version. Well, right? this is adorable. Yeah, Quacks and Company, family version of uh, Quacks of Quillenberg, and Auch schon Clever, which is a family version of Gone Schon Clever oh, in America okay. or elsewhere known as So Clever. So I think that's actually really cool. The two cool. super popular games that are not necessarily great 
gateway games, um, or, or, or specifically for kids. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, is- this is the first time I've been interested in any Kinderspiel entries because <laughs> I'm just curious yeah. to see. Well, how did you? Um, how did you really super streamline Quacks and Gone Shown Clever? That's interesting. Nice, cool. So, uh, I mean, who do you think's going to win? Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. I, you know, I'll say Quacks is going to win the Kinderspiel. Okay. Uh, the the Kinderspiel, I, I feel like it's got to be Doom and Imperium, but I hear a lot of good things about Living Forest. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a limb and say Living Forest. I bet. I, Living I, Forest. Yeah. I haven't played it. I've watched videos of it. It seems really brilliant. I'd really love to give it a try. Uh, and yeah, I'm not same. saying this because our sponsor this week happened to be Pegasus Spiel. <laughs> that's a total complete coincidence that I didn't notice oh, until funny. just this second. That's funny. <laughs> that it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Chill, uh, then, uh, chill, <laughs> total chill. Uh, for the spiel, I, I've got Cascadia uh, winning it. I, I just, I, it's, it was my favorite game last year, and also, uh, folks, I am on the American Tabletop Awards. We gave that one our uh, seal of approval, and that one won the American Tabletop Award uh, for strategy games. So that's yep. Cascadia. I am going to go out on a limb and say Scout is going to win it. I, there's a lot of buzz about Scout. Yeah, I'm going to say I Cascadia is too much of a shoe in It's already yeah. gotten so much, and I don't know if the jury takes that into account at all. That right. if they, you know, we're really going to make or break a game here. Cascadia is doing okay. I don't yeah, think they need yeah. uh, that much more love. Maybe we should um, help out Oink or Cocktail Games. And yeah, and I and I've heard Scout is amaze balls. Yeah, cool. And it must okay. be. And I'm sure Top Ten is amaze balls too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Thank you for the question, folks. Uh, real quick, I got Bing asked, Ruel, is Terraform Mars still a buy, or is it being replaced by Ares or Arcelda? You started to talk about that. You, we, we you almost that. contradicted yourself in saying, I'm going to call an audible and quick, find a video of Ares um, Expedition yeah. instead. Well, yeah, I was going to, I wanted to play it off more like, you know, just like we did with Gloomhaven and Pandemic. It's for the, the line of games, like all the Terraforming Mars. And uh, Ares is the one I would uh, pick and choose probably now. But Ark Nova, we didn't get to it, but oh, that is rocketing up my personal uh, top 100. And it did make my. I don't mine. know where I have it yet, but yeah, it's. Ark Nova's wonderful. Yep, I did call an audible, I think, in the second episode of this, and I slipped Ark Nova in. That's right. Because I had yeah. played it in time to do that. Oh, hey, speaking yeah. of, hey, you know what? Um, in the past, when we've had top 10s, at the end, we talk about, hey, what just missed? And I think it'd be interesting. I mean, so Ark Nova, do you think would have made it into your list now, right? Oh, what's happening? Are you gone? Am I gone? Folks, what's happening? Get on I, me again. Did, 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 what, what happened? Did, did, did I disappear? Uh, everything disappeared. Okay, now everything's back. That was so weird. I, I froze, then you froze, then it just went blank, and then I couldn't hear a thing, And but now I'm... Well, I'm very glad that didn't happen during the show. That was... Yeah, uh, nice. yeah. So, but here's a question okay. for you. Um, yeah. tw- a 20... Tw- I'm, I'm throwing to throw this to us. 2022 games, or you know, games that would have made it into this list if they'd come out oh, six months earlier. That's right. Yeah. Right? Um, so we already that- both agreed. I mean, I, for me, uh, I, I, it, yes, there's no choice about it. Uh, what's it, the right? Guild oh, Merchant Explorers. The Guild of Merchant Explorers would have um, would have come in, would have made this top 100. Absolutely. Um, for sure. For me, two of them that I, I, you know, that I played this year um, after we started this list... And I feel like it's creep- both are worthy of being in my top 100 personally. Uh, Zapotec and Founders of Teotihuacan. Yeah. I, both of those games from Board and Dice are wonderful. And again, they fall into my like playing about an hour or so, but they're both crunchy for what they are for uh, 60 to 90 minutes. 
I love them both, and I can see those creep into my top 100. Yeah, Zapotec's my number 18, uh, 118. It's just missing my top 100 of all time. Nice. And Founders, uh, Teotihuacan is my number 132. Let's see. Okay. And so, do you think Arc Nova would have pushed in if you'd gotten your hands on it sooner? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yep, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. I would just, yeah, I'm not sure how high it would rank, but it, it definitely would be there. Yep. Uh, one that would just miss pushing in for me, because remember, folks, what you just saw, if you've been watching since February, is my top fifty and Ruel's top fifty, plus a few extra, because of course we had some overlap. I w- would pandemic have made it into your? Per- is it pandemic in your personal top ten? Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I forget where it was. Uh, maybe not top 10, maybe top 20, but okay. it was definitely on my list. Yeah, I'll have to go back and check. Yep. The other one I would call out, Welcome to the Moon, really blows me away. And oh, yeah. uh, the other candidate that could, maybe, I don't know for sure, but it might have pushed its way in if I played it sooner. It's silly. The Isle of Cats Explore and Draw. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is That's... so freaking good. That is outstanding. It is yeah. currently wow. my number one ranked roll and write. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, I can see why. Yep, yep. Excellent, it is so good. Yeah. And for folks who don't know, you can watch me and Ruel play, and you can play along with us. Uh, just do a search for Rado, Isle of Cats, Explore and Draw. You can download a uh, your own version of the map, and you can play, and then you can come and make fun of us because you'll beat both of our scores. <laughs> and right. uh, But yeah, I think yeah. that might have been able to push its way into this top 100 of all time, too. It's that good. It's on, the, it's on the edge, though. I don't know that it would have made it, but it would have been really on the edge. Yep. Okay, back cool. to Q&As. For as long as you've got, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a few more minutes here because uh, okay. the pugs the, the pugs, pugs are starting the to get pugs. They, they they need to go on their the walk, pugs so wait I for no one. Yes, uh, real quick, let's see. Scott O'Brien asks uh, Ruel, "Where are you on Twilight Imperium versus Eclipse debate?" Ooh. I'm a Twilight Imperium guy only because I haven't played Eclipse, but I hear good things about Eclipse. I will mm. play that one day. One day, um, uh, Forest of Glass uh, or Brenner is is it crowd sorcery or crowd sauce or both? What did we end up? I with? lost we track. Up- I, we, originally, I was yeah. gonna we were gonna circle back around, but then things changed. Um, this is a relatively recent decision, folks. I mean, like within the last few days, the whole hey, let's just uh, uh, switch to monthly. So I don't know. Well, first of all, I don't think there's anything we need to talk about right now. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna be back next week. Yeah. I'm gonna be doing a live top ten, and yeah. if at I will look. If on that morning there are things that we didn't talk about in the last crowd show that will end before we, uh, you know, you know, before we would get to the next one, you know, a month later, I, I'll probably do another one. And whoever's watching live at that point will probably do the vote and decide. Um, mm-hmm. I can say the overwhelming response, most of which was people entering contests, and they, in the contest they'd say which one they liked. That's, I mean, a few uh-huh. people commented on YouTube, a few people commented in the chat here, a few people messaged me directly, but the overwhelming uh, choice was crowd sorcery. Uh, okay. I, I mean, yeah, that one's a good one. I, I, I like that. Yep. Crowd sorcery. Yeah. Cool. Um, tell you what, let's do one more question. I'm going to take the pugs out for their walk. Okay, one uh, more. Make it good. Let's see. Uh, oh, there's a good one from Fen Sensei. When's the last time you played your top 10 or 20? Do you think the rank would adjust without the nostalgia or if you played it again now? Let me look at my top 20. Um, let's question. see. I, f- I play Pandemic in some form or other every year because there's something always new coming out. And it, yeah. it always, I mean, because again, that for me, Pandemic was all Pandemic. I mean, I didn't talk yeah. about it much, but you briefly mentioned the uh, the New York and Europe. Did you and yeah. Michelle ever play the two of them combined? Uh, we have not combined them yet, no. you got to do it. We, As I've said before, really? it's Jen's favorite way to play Pandemic now. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yep. We'll have to give it a shot. Yeah. Let's see. And what All else? Right. What did I have? Um, Shadowrun Crossfire. Admittedly, I have not I have not played it for a few years. Uh, okay. Last time I played it was when I was still trying to cover all the expansion content for Dragonfire. And when new stuff would come in, I'd say, oh, let's go play some more Shadowrun uh, to kind of get mm-hmm. in the mood. Um, it, you know, I've played, I've probably played more uh, time in Gloomhaven than anything else. Most recently, I played it when. Um, Jaws of the Lion. So Jaws of the Lion was last year. So I played it within the last yep. year. Uh, Agricola. Let's see. When is this? We played it at, most recently in 2020. We uh, Jen and I did a Rotto Relax stream, which is for folks who back at a certain level on Patreon and had a great time. And it still lived up to all of our love for it. Oh, I'm going to have to make that something that people who back the show, when they whisper me and say, hey, what's the video that I can watch this month? Maybe next month I'll make it Agricola. The Agricola Revised oh, nice. Edition that Jen and I played. That was yeah. a fun game. And cool. um, what was my other one? Uh, my other one was... Uh, I don't remember now. What about you? Uh, Have you recently played Blood Rage, me, Terraforming Mars, yeah. um, Br- Brass? Let, okay, Brass I have not played since before the pandemic. So it's been a couple of years, but yeah. I, I love that game. Uh, Terraforming Mars, the base game with uh, Prelude, I haven't played in a while, but again, Ares Expedition is the one I've been playing. Yes. Uh, most recently, earlier this year. We kind of uh, sidestep that. Is Ares Expedition ultimately going to eclipse Terraforming Mars for you? I don't see how it, it doesn't. It's so yeah, I, I feel like it's going to honestly. I, I really, it's going towards that direction. Give it, give me another player too, and it'll probably replace it. <laughs> uh, Blood Rage. I actually played with the Dice Tower crew last year in October. Yes, um, and it was a really fun treat. I got to play with Sam Healy, which that's his favorite game of all time. So it was really neat to play with Sam, and, and of course he won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see, Viticulture. I played earlier this year. I soloed it on my stream. Yep. And Twilight Imperium. I played with the expansion last. October or November uh, with Becca and a couple other friends. And that's the game that nearly broke because it went almost 12 hours. It was insane. But it was such a good time. So you're a bit more up to date on yours. So I, I, I'm pretty confident that it's not just nostalgia and rose-colored glasses talking. Yeah. I mean, I've played all of these enough to know that they are just, in, for my taste and for Jen's taste, superior yep. to everything else out there. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Okay. Friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we wrapped up things here. And... Uh, Wow, it's going to be in a couple of weeks till I see y'all again. I mean, again, Richard will be back here next week or the week after, is it, uh, doing your uh, uh, Next week. Next Tuesday of next week, I'm just going to be doing uh, – t- I don't know what it is. I'm going to be doing a top ten. Whoever shows up, okay. we will figure out as a group what's the top ten topic going to be and what awesome. are those ten going to be. I've done it once before, and it was a blast. I'm really looking forward to trying it again. Um, so definitely uh, show up next week, and uh, we'll see how that goes. The week after that, I'll be doing my podcast recording because every month Jen and I record a podcast, and I, I the first the game half of it I do by myself, and so I'll be streaming well, that in week, two weeks. And, uh, we'll see how that goes. The week after, and that, then in three weeks, podcast recording. You'll be back, and, and, and we'll be doing this again. Yes. That's right. So cool, cool, cool. All right, folks. So I'll be gone for a little while, but uh, you can find me on my Twitch channel at yes, Ruel please Gavio. do. I stream all the time. Uh, you can find me on the socials at Ruel Gavio on Twitter and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Scott O'Brien, uh, real quick, he says, Ruel, are you still doing your weekly evening? Yeah, yes, I am. Uh, the t- schedule's been changing, Scott, and everyone, I've been doing some morning streams, at least uh, here on the West Coast. I've been going at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. sometimes just to change it up. Um, also because Michelle, she's in crunch time with her job. Uh, it's the end of the school year, so she's not able to stream with me at night. So I've just been going in the morning, and then, you know, we got two pugs to take care of, too, so they've been taking up a lot of our time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, thanks. Uh, feel free to join me at my uh, Twitch channel. Uh, just follow it, and you'll get uh, notifications when I go live. 
Um, so let's. Uh, yeah, I'm let's looking who to raid, and um, yeah. man, I would love to raid this channel that's playing tapestry arts and architecture. Ooh, but it's Alf Deutsch. Literally, oh, um, okay. uh, over two, uh, almost two thirds of all the channels are Spanish, German, Italian. Wow! Wow! I guess nobody's streaming on a Tuesday afternoon. But yeah, uh, the uh, the, losers, the uh, losers are, are losers. and they're playing Hive, and Hive is always is is lovely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, someone is playing. Oh, it's an Italian. Yep. Yep. yep exactly. German. That's the yep. problem. Wow. Okay. So uh, I think. Oh, I say. Oh no, he was playing Hive. Now, it's, oh, he's playing Potion Explosion. Okay. Oh, okay. That's nice. It's always a good game. Everybody, cool. go uh, tell them they're not losers, but they're total palooses, right? <laughs> okay. Nice. Let me hit the button. We will accrue, and um, and you will get to enjoy some Nina if you actually make it through the raid. That is the reason yes. to do it, so you can have that stuck in your head for the rest of the week. It's stuck in my head now. Thanks, folks. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll be reading the chats later and see what everybody had to say. Thank you, uh, Brenner, for the applause. Uh, it's you, awesome. And I'll see you soon, yes. Ruel. All righty. All right. Take care, Bye-bye. Raid! Raid, raid, raid! Raid, 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 go away. Raid, raid, Come raid. again another day. And um, raid. Okay. And it looks like... It looks like... I have been successful. Okay, then. Okay. All cool. right. All um, right. We'll figure awesome out what's show. next later because now yep. we're still streaming, but we're going to stop. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.